This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Viator is the world's leading travel experience marketplace, offering everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. Extensive options, ease of selection, and flexibility at your fingertips help make sure your time is wonderfully spent. Viator is the place to go to book experiences that will create long-lasting moments that make lifetime memories. And Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences to choose from in over 190 countries. In in fact, just last year, Viator helped my family put together this amazing adventure on the island of Kona, swimming with the manta rays, trying to avoid the barracudas, whatever your wildest dreams. If you can imagine it, Viator probably has an experience just for you. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in Viator's world of wonderful experiences. Viator, one site. Over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. This podcast is proudly in association with Pitch Sport Football, the app that allows you to interact with other West Ham fans, pick your starting 11 and participate in fan time videos. This app is absolutely free, so like I've done, like Hex has done, and like thousands of other West Ham fans have done, get this downloaded if you haven't already. That's Pitch Sport Football. You're listening to the West Ham Way podcast with Dave and X. Oi, oi. Hello and welcome to the West Ham Way podcast with myself, Dave Walker, and serial YTK blogger, XWHU employee. Tonight we're going to play you a classic interview from the West Ham Way archives. Jimmy Walker is one of the most charismatic, funniest characters this club has ever seen, and the following conversation cemented itself as one of our favourites. We hope you enjoy it as much as we did. I want to take you back to 15 years ago now, and you'd left Walsall with legendary status, I might add, and you're looking for a club. One of those clubs is potentially West Ham. The first question is, what were your other options at the time, and why did you choose West Ham? Okay, well, firstly, 15 years ago, that is ridiculous. And it just... I can't believe where that's gone, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Now, at the time, I mean, I'd had a a fantastic time at Walsall. I'd been there 10, 11 years. I'd had a testimonial season, and and it was great, but... Sort of knew at that time I needed to go and 
tr- sort of try if I could. I, I'd said all along I could play higher. A lot of people disagreed with me with, with, with my height, etc., and that. And so it was one of those like it was time to go and prove it then. And so at the time I, I told Walsh I was leaving, and there was at the time, West Ham was the, was the main. I played there, played Upton Park probably two months before, and I had a decent game to be fair. And I knew Pods quite well from his time at Reading, played against a lot of his teams there for Walsall. And so I could, I could feel him checking me out a little bit, you know, as you're coming down at half time and I was having a little row with a ref when I was playing there. I was and I could see him looking at me and looking what I was saying. And then he'd come after and said, well done. But you know, when you ask a few more questions and I thought, oh yeah, fair dude, it's all right. Good. And I think, we'd, I think it was a nil-nil draw. I'd done all right to be fair. I think he tested me even more as well. And it was, as it was nil-nil, I think with about 20 minutes left, he'd stuck um, the big boys up top. Oh, I can't think of the lads who was there at the time. Um, Brian Dean Brian Dean was there wasn't yeah, he yeah, yeah big Dean and a couple of other big hitters up the top and he just started shelling it in the box and I, think, I, I honestly believe he was <laughs> testing me I know he wanted to score the game but he said I thought I'm coming for everything here so it was <laughs> and it was brilliant that was my first proper taste of Upton Park and I thought I could, I could do a bit of that so obviously I spoke to him in the summer but you had the playoffs that year against Crystal Palace mm, don't remind us mm, yeah I was no, sorry about that <laughs> but it was one of those I spoke to him before that and he said look let's see where we are next season but really interested I spoke to a few people who knew pods and that, and they, they seconded it, said he was really interested. Like so, at the time I had Derby as well, which was on my doorstep as I live in Mansfield, or did, um, and I had a couple of other things. But Derby was the was the main other one at the time, mm. which is interesting. And so it was a case of I had to put them off for a little while, um, whilst I waited for the for the playoffs and see what division West Ham was going to be in. So mm. I don't know what pods was done. If he'd have won it, I don't know if he'd have still took me mm. in the Premier League. He saw me as a as a champ goalie, so I'm not sure. So. I can't say whether I was happy or not when, when Shibley scored the goal, but yeah. obviously it was, it was one of those and it, it panned out well. And as soon as I sort of went down and mate, met Pods after, I mean, Pods was really low at the time. I met him like two days after and he was still really low. And I didn't get some great vibes from him. I thought, maybe this is not the one. You know, Derby really wanted me at the time. And I thought, nah, it'd be easy to stay at home. But having that experience I just had at Upton Park and with the fans there, and I'm thinking, I could really play in front of these. And I think... Like I said, I had a good game there, and I got a few claps off the off the fans then, mm. you know, from behind the goal in, mm. in the uh, in the Trevor Brooking and Bobby Morstan, sorry. And it was it was one of those, you know, I could really play it. So I sort of give him the benefit of the doubt from the, losing the cup final, and we sort of talked about terms, etc. And I went down to the ground actually after, and met the chairman and everyone, the doctor at the time. Jez took me down. Paul didn't even come with me at the time, so I'm thinking, does he really want me this guy? <laughs> yeah. But I went, as, I, as soon as I went down the ground. <laughs> Saw the old twin towers as they are and that, and, yeah. and walked around the ground. And I met the chairman at the time, Terence Brown, and all that, and, and chief execs, and that. And just stood in the middle of the pitch for 10 minutes on my own and just having to think about what I want to do. And I don't know what it is, something just grabbed, something just grabbed me there. And then, so that was it. From that moment, it was like there was nothing about money or anything. I just went, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Mm. Brilliant. Um, you mentioned Pardew there. Um, obviously, you had a couple of managers at your time um, at West Ham Pardew, Kerbishley, Zola, a bit of a crossover there. Um, who would you say was the best manager for you and who perhaps wasn't? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I owe Pardew a great deal, to mm. be fair, because he was, he was the one that bought me there. We had his indifference, shall we say, and <laughs> I could go more into that in the book that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Some of the stories in there are great. I mean, my, I think he should have played me from the start. And he brought me in to, to compete with Stevie Bywater at the time. Yeah. And, you know, you always think you're better than your competition at the time. Stevie's a great goalie, great lad as well. But he's one of those, like, you know, I think I should be playing. I had a good pre-season. And he went with Steve, to be fair. 
which he had said, but it was one of those, I'm waiting for my time, waiting for my time and end up having the Chelsea game. Mm. I played really well and in that one. I really enjoyed it. You know, I thought, come on, you've got to give me a chance now. Mm. And he wouldn't give it me, he wouldn't give it me. And, and in the end, it, it nearly didn't work out and I nearly left quite early. I think Sheffield United came in for me early in that and I was all thinking, you know what, I ain't going to get a sniff here. I might as well go and play. But stuck with it because it was something I always, I don't know what it was. There was something, it felt like there was some unfinished business there and, you know, I'd played a, you know, in front of the fans at, at Chelsea at Stamford Bridge was my first taste of them really and, mm. and that was it so I was hooked so I, weren't, I was never going to leave really but I just wanted to be playing and I remember in players for ages and I remember a game at uh, Wigan away and I've, I've, I've touched on it before and we were sort of mid-table there's only a couple of months left of the season and like the chairman and everyone no one ever travelled on the bus it was just like the, the team and the, and the staff but this time behind the back of pods was sort of the chairman the chief exec couple of directors and we, we joked about it said I'm sure I could see the Grim Reapers sat there as well yeah. <laughs> so we're away going no if we lose this game he's gone basically yeah. everyone knew it it's pulled me in a chair <laughs> basically I've not been involved for a couple of months now at this point and I didn't think I was going to get another sniff to, now to the end of the season that, I've been enjoying the Essex nightlife I've been honest <laughs> <laughs> I'll be bet you was. and listen don't be right it was fantastic as well <laughs> great time I've, that's got, why he didn't want to leave <laughs> it was a great time I told you I bought a pair of skinny jeans I was <laughs> <laughs> but that was it and he pulled me in the showers an hour before the game and went I need you today goalie I went oh fucking now you need me yeah? <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up playing like I'd not played all, yeah. really for two like, it must have been a couple of months and I can remember the ball hitting the bar. I didn't have a clue where I was going half the time but it, it was ricocheting off a knee hitting an arse and hitting the bars and lads are clearing it off the line and, all that. and we ended up thinking a 2-1 win and that was it we never looked back from the playoffs so as much as in different times I had with Pars he was, he was a real good manager mm-hmm. it was, I always thought Pars was not great with the press and no one really liked him outside but the lads inside really liked him and he was he actually was a good manager and knew his stuff and we all wanted to play for him but the press sort of as soon as the first chance they had to have a little pop at him they would and it was only towards the end of his his reign that he actually got better with the press Mm. he probably got worse with the players and better with the press so he he needed to find a balance but but all in all with everything that you know Kerbs came in after that as well and Kerbs came in and did okay did, I mean did a great job we stayed up the year he came in out of nothing really obviously that was the, the great escape year which was yeah. which was mm. incredible as well yes. to be involved in yeah amazing I mean that was amazing what but do you think just turned it around like what was it that suddenly was it Tevez literally well, simple as that everyone or? puts it down to Tevez yeah. to be fair and do you know what probably rightly so as well mm. I mean he was he was sensational not come to the party all year really yeah mm. we watched him in training and you can obviously see what he's doing and he's doing some fantastic stuff it never really happened for him in the game mm. and he, it was only towards the end, I think there was a dozen or so games. No, in fact, it was the Spurs game. Yeah. I remember it. It was the Spurs mm. game at home. Mm. And we ended up losing it, heartbreaking, yeah. in the last minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that actually, funny enough, was better than a, a win for us. I mm. don't know what it was, but it just brought everyone together. And Tevez went, and he must have felt the atmosphere and, and everything, and just gone, do you know what? Let's have a go. And we all sort of, I can remember the change room. Lucas Neal was a massive part of that. Mm. He was a fantastic mm. skipper. He was like another manager, really. He, Curbs would come in and pick the team, obviously, and say his little bit and that and be fine. And then Lucas would stand up and it was like flipping Braveheart speech or something. Really? You know what I mean? It's like gladiators. Like, yeah. It was like this is Russell Clark. I don't right? think the fans truly appreciated what no, a good skipper he was. Oh, to be he was amazing. Best skipper I've worked with, to be fair. And I've had some was really he? good skippers over the years. He was, mm. he was sensational. Like, he knew when 
the lads needed having a go at. He knew when to dr- bring everyone together. He was great. He was he was really it's surprising. Good. He hasn't made it as a manager. I, was, it, I said it all along. He'd be mm. he'd be a fantastic manager yeah. from just from his speeches in the change yeah. room, and it sort of galvanises as a team. Mm. And we had a tight knit squad at the time, like and so. You know, we had, everyone had the same sort of interest. You know, we had a, we had a squad that liked doing the same things. We liked going out and don't lie about it. Mm. We enjoyed mm. the nightlife. We enjoyed working hard, and we've won a lot together. But we was losing a lot together at the minute. None of us liked it, and we went. Do you know what? We've got a real chance here. Mm. And like Luke's just stood up and give it a speech. It's a massive chance. You know, what I mean, this let that Spurs. Us, you know, it's a loss. See how much that hurt us. Imagine if we went down on the back of this as well. Mm. Mm. No chance. It ain't gonna happen. Not now. And everyone's like, yeah, no, right. We ain't going down on our watch if we can help it. And I think Tevez sort of got caught up in our emotion mm. and just dragged everyone with him on the pitch. And he mm. was he was unplayable at times that season. Oh, and the last mm. seven or eight games, and I think we win, we did win eight out of nine or something. Yeah, it was incredible. Whatever it was. It, it was incredible. But I mean, Curbs rightly so got a lot of credit for that as well. But not a great conversation this though, Curbs off the pitch. Is that right? Yeah, he was, he was a strange one at times, Kurt. <laughs> well, I really got on well with him. I can't yeah. knock him. He gave me a couple of new deals. But I think that was just because I kept knocking on his door going, why am I not playing? Mm. And he'd go, Jim, Greeny's England's number one. <laughs> I'm like, well, you cost him an England place then. <laughs> and so I think just to get me out of his office, he's offered me that. a new deal. Yeah. <laughs> so I've signed the new deal and it appeased me for a couple of months. I'm going, I'm back on the door. <laughs> Kurt, what's going on? Like, Greeny's having a shocker here. <laughs> just let me pin 12 goals in three games. You get, you know, I need to be playing. What's going on? <laughs> Same thing. Oh, Jim, I can't. Like, the fans have got mental. Is England's for being number one here? <laughs> Again, you're costing me an England place then. I'm not standing for it. I'm off. And he goes, all right, tell, another deal, all right. Sure. All right, that'll keep me quiet then now. <laughs> so, it up and, so, I mean, Curbs was great, but like you say, sometimes he was, he was a, you wouldn't speak to you in the morning. You didn't know where you stood. He'd come and get his breakfast and walk away from him and all that. So from Pards, who had all the banter, Curbs was not really like that, but like I said, I got him really well with him, and he, and he was a he was a solid manager. But you know, I think that was a that was a whole squad's. You know, was there some story where you went to the Gherkin or something? It might have been you and another keeper, and uh, and <laughs> should be Greeny actually. Oh, yeah. was it Greeny? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the press, lady. yeah, the press girl. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't remember her name. How bad's that? Miranda? No, it weren't Miranda. Oh, it was okay. it was the other girl who uh, did it as well. Um, ah, oh, can't think. Anyway, so we've. we've Turn up and it was me, Greeny, doing it, and you have player appearances, and rightly so, it's great to do. Um, so we end up with the Gherkin Tower, just I think it just opened or something. So we was there a little bit early, to be fair, which is not like me anyway. But <laughs> so we just started a bit of bit of banter, and between Greeny and the press girls, there's not a load of banter. So I'm, 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 I'm trying to get conversation going somewhere. <laughs> so I said, right, let's have, let's have a wager. What, what's what's Curbs going to say? And Curbs was two things was either. The most you got out of him, really, and like, uh, <laughs> apart from football side of things, but the most like, if you're having a little convo with him, was like, what was the traffic like? <laughs> Which way did you come? <laughs> Warm out, innit? Uh, cold, it was cold today, innit? Oh, that was it, that was it. Very unconversationalist. So we ended up saying, come on, let's have a wager, what are we having it? And I think I went, oh, he's definitely going to say, what way you, what way you come? <laughs> Green went, nah, nah, definitely the weather, warm, innit? And the press, the press girl went, uh, she went, I think he's going to say something about the building. I say like tall building or something. I went, nah, that's too obvious. He bowled in, like looking awkward as anything. Like, I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Tall building, isn't it? <laughs> Me and Green just got us twenty quid out. <laughs> well played, very well played. <laughs> He's like looking at us. What's the like? <laughs> oh, so yeah, superb. so I mean, Zola I didn't get the best of because I was sort of my time was probably coming to an end mm. around there. I'd had four fantastic seasons and. 
the fifth year. Like I couldn't after my knee after I'd done the knee, I couldn't quite get to the levels I wanted, which was a shame as well. Really, mm. it did hurt, but sort of towards it, you sort of knew your role, and you was I was going to be backup keeper sort mm. of thing. And by the time Zola came in, I thought I was still playing well to be fair, and I felt great. But week in week out to be playing would have been a big ask at that level. Mm. Um, so mm. I think I think we had a couple of young lads coming through at the time as well. Uh, Ludo brought another Czech lad over as well, and Greeny was playing and playing fantastically well. Um, so it was, it was one of them I knew it was coming to end, and I ended up going on loan with, to Colchester with Paul Lambert, who's now my manager now as well. So mm. I never got the best of Zola. I always remember Zola coming in, and I, I still said he should have played himself. <laughs> he was sensational. Was he that good? Oh, oh, honestly, that good, best yeah. player in training by a country mile. He was brilliant. We had to ban him in the end from training. He was that good. <laughs> yeah. The first day, honestly, he ever came in, I, I don't know if you heard the story before, but it was, we was literally playing like a five-a-side, bit, bit bigger distance, ten-a-side game, not on a big pitch, but nice small-sided game. And I can remember he got the ball laid into his feet, back to gold. I'm, I'm on his team, fortunately, because like, I'd never heard the end of it if I'd have got chipped. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I've started it off, rolled it out, and it's finally its way to, to John Franco on the edge of the box. And he's had a touch and Lucas Neal's behind him and I could see him going, it's his first day of training, I'm going to leave a little bit on him here, like, just let him know who his skipper is. And he's proper gone to give him a little go. Chopper, like Chopper as we called him, Lucas, was a, was a strong boy. So he's gone to leave a little bit on him and I swear to God, Zola's chopped him in one motion and Dink Green in the next and we're like, ah, what just happened? <laughs> Just after, and just went, that, that, was, that was not bad. Although, you can't play anymore. <laughs> you got to come off. You'll play with a man down. Yeah. <laughs> you can't play anymore. That's when you should have shouted out, see, I told you I should have been in goal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had yeah. a tip to it. I had a tip to it. <laughs> Toll curves. <laughs> uh-huh. So what about when you met up with the rest of the lads when you signed for West Ham? I mean, who were the standout characters? How did you fit in? Were there any egos at the time? Um, do you know what it was a time I think the season before they had some sort of big hitters there at the time but as I came in I think there was a few going out and so a lot was unsure to be fair you had like likes of Mickey Carrick about you know Don Hutchinson was there Tommy Rebka uh, Dave Connolly so you still had a few you know big hitters and, and that but there was, there was sort of a squad that Paz had been whether he'd been told to get rid of or he thought he needed to get rid of and they, and they was on their way and I think sort of the new breed was coming through so the, sort of the lads that stayed, like your Christian Daly's and Don Hutch, um, you know Tommy Rebka was, you know they they was they was great because they could have gone one way or the other. They, they was on mm. good money at the time, and yeah. a lot of them been shown a door who, who they played with the year before, and mm. they wanted to get rid of them as well. But no one had, could for the money they was on at the time. No one could touch him, mm. so they was left there really. And I think it was I think Paul's was really clever, like the way he, he treated them, but also the way. The players he brought in as well, like obviously myself and Teddy came in after mm-hmm. that as well. Mm-hmm. So he brought some real good characters in there mm-hmm. as well as the lads. And and the lads actually bought into it, like you see. And it, we became a really tight-knit squad mm-hmm. actually that year. And it was it was sensational. There was a big, there was a massive part in it. I mean, at the time, I always remember I went in, a few of the lads had been off because of the playoffs. Obviously, had a few more days off, but I got in early. <clears throat> and there was one, I mean, Rufus Brevet is the one who stands out, honestly. And I hated this guy. <laughs> hated him. Every time I played against him, whether it be at Fulham or West Ham, there was a fight. And you just see his dreads causing it. And my, when I was at Walsall, especially, and we played Fulham, my mate was Darren Rack, who used to play right wing. And obviously, 
straight in competition with, with Brev and there'd be a fight every game in the tunnel and it'd be because of Brev I fucking hate that kid like, ever's come across him I'm fucking having words with so first day I come in who am I sat with <laughs> and then Paz made it even worse and going oh two East Midland boys together because I didn't realise it was I think he was like uh, Derby born or somewhere oh. like that Brev yeah. God knows where he was born to be honest <laughs> but and Paz has come in and gone oh two East Midland boys together oh we'll let you room together I'm like really oh no so like, but I'll be honest, the the best guy I've ever met. Really? One of the funniest guys. Yeah, you're good pals, aren't you? Ah, oh, great pal. I don't see him half as much as I should nowadays, but yeah, you know, we we, we roomed together for ages, and <laughs> I mean, I always remember like, so we still weren't sure at the time. We went away to Sweden. He seemed a nice enough fella at the time, so I thought I'll give him the benefit of that. We roomed together in Sweden, and <laughs> I mean, we went for a little stroll of the night, and I, I sort of remember like. And all the lads, a couple of Swedish girls just knocking about there. And, well, but about seven or eight of us gone for a little stroll. So the lads, I mean, the lads who had a normal little, hey, hey, what's up? Little shout out. And I thought, oh, I'm not getting involved in that. I'm sorry, I just had a little calf stretch and stuck back a little bit. And I thought, I'm going to have a little chat, little chat on my own. And I just stretched that calf and stuck Branch off and go and have a chat. And as I looked round, Brev was rolling his ankle doing the same thing. I went, are you doing what I think you're doing? Oh, yeah. With that, the wing. My wingman was born, <laughs> and it was uh, it was a sensational time. It really was. It was Did you room with any others after things he left oh, relatively soon? Yeah, it was. I mean, he was one of them. Brave, great player as well. Yeah. But he was one of them in that bracket that you know there was some new younger players coming yeah. through, and I think he signed Chrissy Powell as well. That's at the right. Time yeah, for a bit of experience, he was a great character as well. Mm. And, you know, his pa's right hand man really is yeah. in the change room, and a bit of his eyes and ears as well. Mm. So it was it was one of those. So Brev didn't really. He travelled with us for the first few months and it was it was yeah. fantastic, first half a year. And then after that, he sort of petered out a little bit. Mm. So I, I did have some other rumours at the time, but some of them, Jesus. I, I mean, one of the worst I ever had was, was Donny Hutchinson. <laughs> and he's a great lad and there's a reason why he don't room with anyone. <laughs> and I found this out. <laughs> I, we went there and, and, and obviously Brev's not there so like, and I think they'd run out of rooms in the hotel or something. Or at the time, I think because it was, was cost-cutting, they were still in the champ and not gone back up. You had to share a room, <laughs> so, unless you wanted your own room, and then you had to go and pay for the extra. So I'm like, so Don's gone. Listen, Jim, no offence, like, but I'm, I want to get my own room. It's for your own goods. I'm like, what are you talking about? He went, oh mate, I sleepwalk terribly. I went, really? He went, oh mate, honestly, I don't know what I'll do. I'm like, all right, yeah, go and get your own room then, mate. So he's got, he's a bit of tight ass, Don as well. He was on some good dough, so he's a bit of tight ass. So he's come back, he's gone. There's no rooms, Jim. I'm thinking, yeah, he's having me on one here. He's, oh, it's not worried, Don. I'll go and ask. I'll go and find out. I'll, I'll sort one. So I've got, and there really was no room, so I'm left with Don Hutch. <laughs> So I was going, and Don's got some good banter to be fair to him, really good cracks. So I thought, this is all right, it's, not, it's a good room here. Bit of TV, we had a little bit of banter, we made the teas and all that. Sat down, went to sleep, normal time, about 11, half 11. So anyway, I'm thinking, that's not too bad. So I've got my head down, big game next day, snoozing away. <laughs> Must have been about half two, three o'clock in the morning, I think. <laughs> I felt this presence above me. <laughs> I'm like, tucked in, I'm like, you know, you, you know when you wake up and something's about you, don't you? Like, and I'm like, looked up, it startled, going, what the? <laughs> Don? And Don's like above me in a trance, like, ah, and I'm going, I could just see him through the curtain. Going, I went, Don, he went, and he just looked at me, he went, spots or birds? <laughs> <laughs> you want me? <laughs> he went, spots or birds? <laughs> I uh, fucking froze for a couple of hours. <laughs> Birds? 
and with that he just nodded and went back to bed I'm like what the fuck I took every bit of sheet in the room. I, I want to know minutes. what would have happened if you said I, know, I, I, I dread to think I dread to think I was so happy I got the nod I told him in the morning he didn't have a clue either he said, I'm really oh, sorry mate I'm like, oh, never again mate never again <laughs> and one other character sorry I know this isn't one of the questions but I'm just curious um, Thomas Repka what, what was he like he's had quite an eventful life guy? since uh, leaving yeah. football yeah and he just, yeah. just yeah you could you could probably see why as well he's yeah. a crazy man was he crazy man I mean I love Tommy he yeah. was brilliant used to room next uh, sorry used to change next to him in the change as well and he was he was a man of few words mm. But he was such a good lad. Yeah. He was such a good lad. We used to have a, we had a good little bit of banter. And he, oh, really? he was not outspoken. Yeah. But like the few words you'd have, you'd have some real good banter with him. I really liked him, a lot of time for him. But he was, he was something special, the guy. He, he used to bowl in in his... It was like Night Rider. He'd bowl into Chadwell Heath. And you know, Dan, everyone's been to Chadwell Heath. Yeah. Terry Stars all tight. And, yeah, yeah. and he's bowling around at a thousand miles an hour down the street. Like, honestly, like he's, he's Night Rider. Yeah. So, everyone expected Hasselhoff to get out. Yeah. But what he'd do, he'd bowl into training it like that and there'd be smoke coming out and he'd, he'd, the, the doors would open up outwards. <laughs> and it was like a scene out of Back to the Future. You know, when, when the... Yeah. the, the, the the car in the back to the future opens up and all the smoke comes out <laughs> and, smoke. and that sets uh, Doc, Doc Brown when it was something at the time it was like him coming out it was a mystery between Hasselhoff and Doc Brown and he'd get out but the reason the smoke was he had about 40 fags in the car <laughs> yeah I'd heard that actually. oh he loved the fag and he'd come in the change room stinking get changed say a few words add a little bit of bands not a lot go back in his car and as the lads are coming out for training the, the, the doors would go back up again <laughs> the smoke would come out again he'd probably had another 20 fags see the last train he'd come out with his boots on out of his Lambo <laughs> over the fence no join way us honestly join us for training train his train his arse off and train really hard he was a strong man as well he was a, he was a crazy man he trained how he played as well Tommy and he was he was great like I loved him mm. uh, and then we'd finish training and Whatever happened, he'd never do any extras, mind. But we'd be doing a bit of shooting or whatever, or walking off the pitch. He'd be straight back over the fence, straight into the car. <laughs> <laughs> doors would go down again. You'd just see the smoke starting to build. It's been on about 90 a day. <laughs> uh, what a guy. What a guy. Oh, so there were some what, great man. characters there, and that was what a time to be alive. <laughs> well, one character at the time that was reported to have a bad attitude was Nigel Rio Coker. I mean, was there any truth in that? Again, I love Nigel. Uh, he was he was great. I mean, they had, we had a good mix in the change room. So we had a lot of young lads like Anton, Elliot Wards, Nigel. I mean, good players as well. Really good players. Yeah. yeah. And like, I think for that season, it was great. And like I said, we had a real tight squad. And, and Nigel, he was a, he, he was a good player. If if he knew, if it, to be fair, what can I say? This if he was twenty percent of what he thought he was, he'd have been England's best. Because he thought he was <laughs> the best player yeah. in the country, which is not a bad thing to have, to be fair. Mm-hmm. And if he'd have stuck to what he did well, was breaking up play, box to box, added a few more goals to his games. He was he was a, he was a top player. I mean, he captain mm, the sides, you know, mm-hmm. that, that sort of that mm-hmm. sort of time. Because you pulled him on it though, Jim, didn't you? Yeah, it was one of those. We, to start with, it was he was fantastic. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not making him out to be a bad person. He's great. I still speak to Nigel now and again now, and it was a fantastic lad. He just he did lost lose his way a little bit, and he'd come in to me moaning every day. And he's only seventeen years of age, come from Milton Keynes or I think that's, wherever. That was, was Milton Keynes. Original I think, it was. I think yeah, he might yeah, 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 yeah. 
and he'd come for a bit and, and he was and he weren't playing every game he was 17 mm-hmm. and we'd have, we'd have a chat with him and I'd try and give him experience I was sort of 29, 30 years of age then so probably seen a lot of things and you know, try and give the wisdom to the young lads like you always do and you know and, and make them the best they can be to be fair because the better they are the better we are mm. as a team so it was one of those yeah and he was he used to moan every day I go nice no, listen just keep your head down do you know what I mean Paul's thinks a lot about you the gaffer thinks a lot about you you're a real good player Stick, don't lose your head keep to what you're doing and you've got a great future in the game you've gone captain the club within the next couple of years if you keep your head down stop your moaning don't, no one listens to moaning. No one likes moaning. I hate whinges. I hate it. There's nothing worse than whinges. It's the easy way out. Mm. So we, I'd spend the night and go, listen, if you're something you're not happy with, go and do it in training and show him what he's missing or show him what he thinks you're not. Mm. And then you can go and see him and say, listen, this is what I want to be playing or whatever. Mm. And he really listened, to be fair. And he came on, he kicked on, did really well. And sort of towards, as he went on, we, we got promoted and to the Prem and that. He, he did lose his way a little bit. He did lose his way and... You know, it's like we've... I mean, we spoke about it earlier. It's like, you go from being a kid mm. on no wages yeah. sort of thing, a couple hundred quid a week, or even grand a week, say, and you go from then, you make the first team grades, and you're straight pitched in, and you sign a new deal. I mean, we weren't on as much as the lads are on nowadays, but you go and earn 30 grand a week from mm. eight, when you're 18, like that, mm. from nothing. And if you don't get the right guidance at times, or even if you do, you're still going to lose your head a little bit. Mm. The normal people at the end of the day, they've just got a real talent. Mm. So it's one of those. And he did lose his way a little bit. And I, we try, I tried to pull him and tried to pull him. And then <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't go well because I said, um, I think Teddy did as well, you know. And we, we both sat him down and I've checked, don't lose your head. Stop doing interviews. Mm. Stop talking to the press. Just stick to what you're doing on the pitch because you're doing it really well. And then that went down like a lead balloon with him, obviously, because we see him on MTV Cribs about a week, <laughs> yeah. a week later doing oh, like a line dance yeah. and all this, and putting on some American accent. Oh, that, oh. And then we see him on Martin Bashir, ITV, nothing to do with football, <laughs> about roasting. I'm like, what, guys, what are you doing? What are you thinking, son? Like, oh, did that conversation a month ago? Just went Which was also on the back of... I think, in your own words, becoming Mr. Innu- Innuendo Man on MTV oh, Cribs, no, wasn't no, it? No, I mean, no, you had some fun with that, Jim, didn't you, I back see, in the day? Honestly, I can remember. I remember it like yesterday. <laughs> that was 15 years ago. I remember it like yesterday. <laughs> I sat in my house in Epping, just on my, just on my set here, having an afternoon, flipped on some channels, and MTV was on. I thought, ah, oh, Cribs, I'll have a look at that. <laughs> I swear. I've never seen, I, honestly, I watched it for five minutes with my with bottom lip on the floor, going, what the fuck? <laughs> it was, I just, all I see is, a door open and go, hi, I'm Nigel Real Goka. <laughs> You're the worst American accent I've ever heard. The keys is from Bethnal Green or somewhere. I'm like, what? Oh, no, no, no. I quickly got record on, quick. I pressed record. Ah, oh, I've never seen everything like that. And he was innuendo, man. So he got to the bedroom and go, uh, yeah, this is my bedroom. Uh, obviously, you see I've got big beds. It fits more than three in, if you get me. <laughs> And, uh, this, this, this is my tub look at tub it's a bath nice you know it's a bath this is my tub again fits more than two in the three and if you get me <laughs> you end man honestly, I, honestly I, I watched it in silence the first time I watched it and as soon as it finished he went at the end of it I'll never forget it he went at the end he's like they shut the door and you say like alright that's my crib thanks for coming now get the hell out of here or something like that he sung it I don't, know, I don't know what he was thinking. He shut the door, he went, right, that's my crib. You better get the hell out of here. <laughs> I went up and down in octaves. And then, shut the door, I'm like, ah, 
Well, that was brilliant. <laughs> Rewind, play again. And I swear, I watched it for about 20 times. As I'm texting lads, going, is anyone else doing this? Is anyone else watching this? And it was before the WhatsApp group text said you'd have to text them individually. So I'm texting all the lads individually. I swear, next day, I used to get in for about nine-ish normally, have a bit of breakfast with Tim, the chef, and maybe do a little bit in the gym. Not a load. I was never known for that. But then lads are coming from 10-ish, and then we train about half 10. Seven o'clock the next morning, I was in waiting. <laughs> I just sat watching the door like that. As soon as someone had done, please be Nigel, please be Nigel. <laughs> I swear, honestly, I don't think I shut a door for the next three weeks without going, you better get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, no, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. brilliant. But, you know, great guys. And they're, they're, we had such good banter around that time. And, they, you know... It, I, to be fair, he got his head back together, but it was a little bit late for his West Ham career, I think, which was which was such a shame. Okay. And, you know, I expect him to go on and actually go and kick on, to be fair, but sometimes yeah. it's really hard to pull back, which unfortunately for him it was. But, yeah. You know, great guy. Well, Kerbishy sort of named him and the other sort of younger players at the time, the baby Bentley yeah, crew. Was, was that fair, a bit harsh? It was really harsh, actually, mm. really harsh. Like, I never get that. You, you know, you're playing in the Prem. Mm. You are earning a good way. And don't get me wrong, I mean... There's, there's nothing worse. I mean, I look at it now, and to be a footballer, it seems you don't have to play 100 games. You have to have a, a sleeve tattoo and a, mm. a nice motor and a, a bird off Love Island. Mm. <laughs> don't get me wrong, it's not a bad life. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. But, but, it was a bird, a bird from Canvey Island in your days. <laughs> See, I'm, I was a Mansfield lad when I was young. There was nothing about it. I got married early. Or sweet. She was, the, she was one of the better ones. I thought I'd take that one. <laughs> but no, it was, and I was always, I mean, I did hate it myself. Like, it, and if any change room, if I'd have gone in a change room when I first started and played half a dozen games and bought a brand new motor and got a new bird and had a sleeve tattoo, I would have got abused. Yeah, I'd have yeah. got slaughtered and yeah. I'd have had to sell the car. So it was one of those, I get what he was saying. Not split up with the girl. Oh no, they kept her. She, yeah, absolutely. She ain't going oh, nowhere. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, not go, let's not be too hasty. <laughs> His bed was big enough for two, you get me? <laughs> you, you get me? <laughs> oh, no, brilliant. It did put the lads' backs up a little bit. Yeah. And I think that started it, you know. And, and it was around that time. They was losing their heads a little bit. And he was right to say it. I just think he should have kept it in-house more. For me, mm. there's nothing worse than saying it to the press and... And not just keep it in house. Yeah. If you mm. feel like that, mm. do you know what? And I reckon there'd have been six or seven of the lads would have totally agreed mm. and gone, mm. yeah. Do you know what? He's right. Mm. But because he went to the press, it was all a bit. And it took a while, it took a while then to get going, and we was we was in the doldrums. So do you think it had a negative impact? Oh, massively. To some, oh, really? Yeah, massively. Yeah, it's well, it's like you've had you've had pause and pause at this time was actually probably the best it'd been management, but we just couldn't get the results. Yeah. I think we got we nick a result, then lose a couple. And we go, right, come on, let's dig in. We don't want him to go. And we'd nick another one and then lose another couple or draw one we should have won. And, it, and I think in the end, I can't remember the results, but we must have had a bad result and that was it. He'd just gone and we was all a bit, we was quite sad to be fair. I mean, and pause was great. I mean, 
Talk about new cars. Paul's coming in a red Ferrari. <laughs> Talk about losing your head. It don't surprise me. When he was me. having yeah. a bad time. Not, sorry, when he was when he lost his head early on. <laughs> coming in a red Ferrari. Oh, he got slaughtered. He got slaughtered. Within, within three days, he'd sold it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he says now, he always says now, it was, oh, it was just on lease. I was just trying out. Yeah, three days. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I can't handle this abuse. I'm, I'm selling it. He's is scrubbing it, out his sleeve. Yeah, tattoo yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it true that his nickname was Chocolate? Because... If he could eat himself, he would. Absolutely. <laughs> really? Ah, oh, well, then. We thought he'd lost a, an arm at least a few times <laughs> on the sideline. <laughs> I always remember when we played, he'd gotten because obviously he went to Charlton after, didn't he? And Curbs came the other way. And yes, yeah, did. Like yeah. we, we played him, I can't remember, it felt, feels like, and a few weeks after now, it, it was, might have been a yeah. Of it, months it was like April, it was a crucial game. Yeah, it was a crucial yeah. game, and yeah. they absolutely pumped us mm. for zip. Mm. Mm. And that day, I swear, Paz had no arms left. <laughs> he was still on the side. No, that was, he was chocolate that day. Yeah, I think he had a bit of a leg as well. <laughs> he was limping at the end. He was chocolate. But no, I like, I like, I like Paz, but... Yeah. I mean, I have to ask you um, about the time you played a prank on a youth team player. I think it was a reserve away game. Uh, and I love this story. I, I, I absolutely love it. And, I, and I've got to ask you to tell it. I, I know I'm stretching your memory a little bit. I know. But I have to ask you to try, Jim, because right, I so, love this story. <laughs> well, forgive me. I know we spoke about it before, haven't we? Uh, it's one of my, it is one of my favourite stories. Oh, yeah, it's great. I mean, the guy, he was a great lad. Lorcan, Lorcan Fitzgerald, I'm sure his name was. He was a fantastic. I was around the same sort of team as Jack Collison and... Um, and Tom Kins. Tom Kins, yeah. Sorry. That school. So that school sort of mm. thing. You know, and so they had a right good upbringing. They had some good players in there. So I remember, like, this was the first season I was in and... I was playing the reses and I didn't want to be playing the reses anyway, but we, it was still good banter. Mm. And we were travelling up to like somewhere up north, I think it was Middlesbrough or somewhere. So, and all the way up this, this Lorcan guy, he's, he was a cracky, fat Irish fella, dick as big. <laughs> but a great lad. And like all the lads, Collison and, and Tonks used to get on him massively as well and give him sticks. So, all the way up, he's got this, he's got this, probably when the phones had just come in, before like all the cameras and all that. So, he weren't mm. getting the pictures or anything, just getting the text messages. <laughs> and he's, got, he's got this bird on toe and he's going ah oh, look at this look at this and like, he's brought it up the back and said look at this she's going to destroy I'm going to do this to you do this. we're going oh good banter yeah 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 really no. 17 level allowing you know what I mean fair play to the lad so we got away played the game we're on the way back down freaking hours to get back we're bored shitless you know, let's have a bit of fun here and we got we, I can't remember you have to forgive me for the details but we got we got into his phone somehow I think it was from Jack and Tonks and all that got into his phone and changed the number of the bird to my number. <laughs> and he didn't have my number. So, so we're all at the back of the thing starting texting him going, oh, when you're back, I can't wait, I'm going to destroy you tonight. <laughs> I'm going to do this to you, this to you. You've never seen anything like this. You better tell him you can't come in training for a couple of days. And he's buzzing, he's turning around with a phone in his hand going, look at this, look at this. And we're like, oh, what's she saying, mate? <laughs> So we carried it on for ages and we thought, oh, let's, let's turn it a little bit here. So one of the other lads got, got his number and like gone, it took a sour note. <laughs> who the fuck's this? Off a different number. I can't remember whose number it was. It might be Don Ocho. So I can't remember whose it was. So all he's got is who the fuck's this from a number he don't know. And he's like, ah. Well, who the fuck's this? So he's come back to, and we're all listening, don't forget, we're all at the back of the He's about eight, eight places in front. And he's looking at Tonks, he's looking at... <laughs> Tom Easton, Tonks and all them are like in it as well. They're going, oh, dude, fuck off. <laughs> so he looks, he's gone back to him, going, who are you, mate? Who are you? Who are you? He's going, I'll tell you who I am. 
<laughs> on the text I'll tell you I am see that bird you've been chatting to all the way there yeah that's my missus <laughs> so I fucking has got a lot to do with me and he's like oh. he's gone like that and he's telling me again <laughs> he's giving that we've carried it on for a little bit longer and we've gone back and we've gone right let's let's take it knock it a bit further we've only got about 40 minutes till we're back so we've gone in we've gone uh, says something like long lines of a uh, he said, right, I found out who you are. I know you play for West Ham. I know you've got a resi game and you're travelling on the bus. And we're waiting at Waltham Abbey Marriott for when you get back, I'm going to fucking do you. All my mates are in the car waiting for you. And any of your mates will try it, we're going to do them as well. He's like, so he's, you can see, and he was like a ginger lad as well. You see the back of his head beaming. He's going redder and redder in the back of his neck. Like and he's going, what should I do? And he, he's going to Tonks and, and Jack Goddard and all them going... What should I do? What should I do? They're in on it. He's going, oh, you better go and have a word with the older boys at the back. <laughs> Seriously, you can't, they've gone mental. So he's coming to the back going, Jim, Jim, it's, it's gone a bit wonky here. Now that bird I was texting, he's telling me I'll swim. Really, mate? Yeah, it's pretty, that. Oh, I feel like I know this. <laughs> like, what should I do? I went, and by this time, we've already primed Kev Keane, who was reserve team manager, and, uh, and, and Andy, who was, a, who was the physio. Andy Walker was the physio at the time. So we've primed them as well, going, listen, he's going to come, and this is, this is a story, just play along with it. Oh, we, they took it to another level. <laughs> so he said, listen, you better go down the bottom and speak to Kev Keane, because if, if they're waiting and it goes off, this is going to papers, mate, you're destroyed. <laughs> We're going to get fucked as well. You need to sort this and sort this now, you're, this is your career done. <laughs> so he's, like, he's more or less in tears before. I felt so bad. In I didn't really feel bad. But I felt bad for a split second. <laughs> he's in tears walking down, oh, fucking hell. I've got to Kev can have a word. <laughs> and I swear they've kept the straight as a face and we're all like, what do you like? And he's gone down and like, Andy Walker's got the best idea when she's gone, and Kev's gone, well, you need to do something about it, Lord. This is, this is your finish here. We can't, we can't pull in there if there's lads waiting. It's going to get in the papers. It's going to get, it's going to be, it's going to be ruined. Your career's done. And mine's run. So if you ruin mine, that's it. You'll never play football again. And all that. Going off on one. Andy Walker's giving that one like his best mate going, listen, I think I've got a way out of it. <laughs> He says, what we'll do, we'll pull in before Waltham Abbey Marriott. <laughs> we'll, we'll just pull in the slip road as you get down off the M25. I've got the medical skip here. We'll empty it out. We'll put you inside it. We'll take you down as if you're not on the bus and go, no, 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 mate, you're not on. Lorcan's, no, he's not on the bus, mate. He's not, he's not played tonight. Why, why are you looking for him? And we'll play it down. We'll get you to your car. You can peg it, then sort it out after. Just don't do it here, mate, honestly. He's like, oh, great idea. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone and I swear we've pulled in round the corner of an hour we've kept straight face so I never know we're in fucking tears we're in tears by this time imagine his Instagram and like all that shit nowadays oh, oh, God. God. so we pulled in and he got in the skip and Andy Walker and I think a couple of us have pulled him out and like lifted him off the bus and just put him in the middle of Waltham Abbey Marriott car park <laughs> and you just see <laughs> we're all something waiting for him to come out and I swear he's sat there for about five minutes and it's one in the morning and we're like I'm bored now come on and you just see the lid to the medical just twitching open going. and you can see his eyes appear <laughs> and he's like see them then lifted it and we're like whoa <laughs> jump things at him and all that and he was like nasty oh, and he say he never played for West Ham what <laughs> <laughs> a guy how good is that it don't get much better than that does it we had another hilarious. one with Lorcs was, this is what he was like the boy and again Collison everyone got involved and we ended up telling him I, I can't remember how we did it but 
we end up convincing them the PFA awards, you know, the black tie awards, yeah. and everyone's in the. <laughs> we end up saying it was a special event and it was for some charity. Everyone's got to go in the brightest suit they can. <laughs> Did you? And he went, he went, I swear to God. And we, we end up, we primed it like, and Collis and all them are like one stop ahead of him on the tube so they don't see him in the black ties. <laughs> so he got, yeah, yeah, oh, we've just missed you, mate. Yeah, carry on, Dan. Grown, carry on, Dan. Yeah, all right, we're just going down the things now. Come on in, yeah, we're going to lose signal now, so just come down the stairs. And I swear, as the, it's bad, like, but the obituaries are being told, so the whole room's quiet, because he was a little bit later, because we sent him round everywhere. I swear to God, as it's all quiet, and everyone's, like, looked at the stairs, as the, like, the man from Del Monte's walking. <laughs> he's got the whitest suit on. <laughs> he was just missing that. <laughs> he's walking down a grand staircase, and literally everyone's turned around going, come <laughs> We was under the, and it's the obituaries as well at the time so we're under the table <laughs> oh, oh, do you know what a sequel to this show would be is to get that lad on oh, I, think that. Yeah. I think I spoke to Collison a while back and he, yeah. he mentioned him and said how well he's doing because he was like David Blackmore as well as a goalkeeper yeah. at the time they all still keep in touch I think of, yeah. well they did do at least a few years back in that so yeah. uh, what, what a time honestly it was brilliant we'll invite him on and tell him it's fancy dress X. Yeah. <laughs> see if he can put the same suit on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, I've completely lost right out of the questions. I've been too engaged in the stories. Right, okay, here we are. Let's talk about your time on the pitch now. Um, and we have to start with the Carling Cup game away to Chelsea and the famous penalty save um, against, you know, we all know who. And that just immediately established your um, relationship with the West Ham fans. Uh, talk, us, talk us through that. And this is awkward for us because we know that you don't really like talking about this, Jim. <laughs> you know it's, it is one of you don't have to I, tell this I, story. I, no, I'll tell it. Are you sure? <laughs> No, honestly, I'll tell you. Okay. Just for you. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I've dined out on it for the last 15 years. So I, mean, <laughs> I never get bored of it. I loved every minute, I loved every minute of it, honestly. I was at that game. Was, I was yeah, right behind I, you when that was, you really did it that. Was we were doing this. Like, I've never know. felt anything like it, yeah. honestly. It was one of those where... Because obviously I didn't start the season which I wanted to, so I was a bit miffed at that anyway. And, and Paz gave me the cup game before, I think we played Southender on... So that was my first taste. But, you know, it was all right. It was 15,000. It was a nice starter. Mm. Did all right. And, you know, played in, the, played in the Chelsea one. Obviously, I knew on the day I was going to play, so I was like, excited. This is what I came for. Mm. Brilliant. So I buzzing, loved it. And literally, I knew I was going to have a good game. I loved every minute of it. It was one of those... The atmosphere, I've never, ever seen anything like it. Mm. Like, just yeah. running out that second half up to behind the goal, the shed end that end, and mm. running out and just seeing a sea of claret and blue there. And I got such a good ovation. Like, I'm thinking, wow, it's amazing. Like, they've never seen me before. Little fat lads running out. <laughs> Should we give me a view, shouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I bowled out and uh, I've ended up, like, I had a decent game. Obviously, when the penalty was there, it was one of those, you know, I couldn't see me getting beat. But when, uh, obviously, penalty, I think it was Rebka cleaned him out. Mm. It was a shock. And <laughs> I just remember it going off. Mm. at the time and I think Rebka's having a fight and Brev's bowled over he's having a fight and all that standard so I'm, thinking, <laughs> I'm in the middle of it thinking oh, hold on this is a penalty I better, better get myself together here <sighs> and I can remember just the fans going mental and it was like been the coins were coming down and Mars was going I think Kesman got a bit of a cut there which no, no one wants to see but, no. but like the emotion of it all was incredible intense I, remember, yeah. I met it was intense and I, I didn't know the, like, the history of Frank and that as well at the time yeah. and obviously I think that was his, his first chance to score yeah, against was, West Ham yeah, or something yeah, like that so, so yeah. it was one of those I, I, I didn't realise at the time but I knew something was, was special and I could see the more it waited the more in Frank's eyes was like mm. shit he better score and he, he wanted it 
he grabbed it straight away and wanted it. And I'm thinking, even he can't be this cool. Like, like he's not going to place this. He's just going to smash it. So I thought, I'll stay up as long as I can. And hopefully, with a bit of luck, I had a little prayer to my granddad above, going, go on, help me out, help me out, man, I'll play with you. And he smashed it. And I'd love to say it was a fantastic save in the bottom corner. I tipped it out <laughs> majestically. It's hit sort of a couple of knees and bounced a thousand yards that way. But I've never heard a noise like it from behind me after. It was amazing. It, it was incredible. I remember looking around. And I, I, like the story, I've never, I mean, it's a big topic at the minute with, the, with VAR and... Yeah, it's and coming the, up in the, the question keep, section, the actually. Ass, How much so. you moved on that? Uh, oh, I was near the six-yard line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, it me the, well, the, the best story ever around that, and it's one, honestly, and I saw the ref, Andy Durso, at a game I'd gone to watch a goalie at a few months ago, funny enough, and we were talking about it then, and he said he got in so much trouble for it, but it went off, and it must have been, it felt like 10 minutes that the game was held up for. It probably was at least three or four. Mate, it was super. Like I said, I was in that crowd, and I, I can picture it now, just the scenes. It was and incredible. The, the limbs it was, and everything. It was like we won the yeah, exactly. yeah, it was, it was yeah. so good. And like, I never didn't realise. So afterwards, I got, um, obviously, finished the game and all that, and I've come home, Martin, <laughs> and ITV was filming it that day, and it was on ITV, and Martin Tyler actually sent me a, a I think it was that long ago, it was a, VHS <laughs> and he sent me the ITV's copy of the VHS he went this fantastic performance Jim thought you might want to keep this for your, for your records I don't know if you've got one already but you know have a look at this and he went PS watch Andy Durso and the linesman after you make the penalty save I'm like ah, what's he talking about <laughs> so I watched the game never thought anything watched it back I was admiring my saves if I'm being really honest I go yeah it was good that. I watched the penalty save and I watched to see how far the ball went away I looked behind at the fans and it was showing all the limbs going everywhere it was, it was incredible so I forgot to look I thought oh shit what did he say look back at the Andy Durso and that so rewind it <laughs> have a look and you could just see so I was literally about five yards off my line yeah. when it hit me and I was smashing, and the linesman flags. So as he's really? missed it, and everyone's going mental, the linesman stood there flagging. <laughs> I don't know what he's thinking. <laughs> like to say, I've moved off my line that far, which it was his job to be fair, and he was right. <laughs> he's flagging, and it was before they was all mic'd up, the refs and all that. So you could just see, and it, it's perfect how it does it. I'd love to get the footage back somehow, but you can just see Andy Durso, his camera's panned in on me a little bit, and he's doing that motion, doing the cutthroat motion, going to the lines and going, fuck that. Lay on! Lay on! <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he runs off giving it that to the <laughs> So we find this moment that he's taken away from me. <laughs> I mean, from one memorable moment to another, we have to talk about the playoff final because that was euphoric for us as fans but it's an interesting one for you because you experience euphoria and disaster in the same day I mean it's difficult to, to ask a specific question around it so I'm just going to ask you to recap as much as you can from that time so the build up the game itself mm. the scenes after what do you remember uh, from that, that when it gets incredible Preston time, incredible time you know I don't think you can experience as many emotions as I, as I experienced that day. Yeah, you know, I'm sure. From, like, I mean, building up to it to start with was incredible. I mean, it was unbelievable. I'm, I mentioned you about my book earlier, didn't I? Like, yeah, yeah. And I'm actually, I've actually been writing these bits, filling the blanks in lately. And it, even looking back now, I'm going, I'm, I'm getting emotional, like reading it back and, and, and looking at it. But it was like, building up to it was amazing. I mean, we had the, <clears throat> the playoff semis was incredible. I mean, I've never witnessed atmosphere mm. like the first leg at Upton Park. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was awesome. But like, obviously, now I'm at Ipswich and we played them. 
some people on Twitter where you can find out everything showed a couple of goals which I think they're great at to be fair mm. <laughs> <laughs> one was really I mean first one we was tuning up and it was it was. I remember honestly putting my towel down as you used to do back in the day and, the, and spare pair of gloves at the side of the goal and just remember being in tears listening to the fans behind singing bubbles and I, I remember thinking this is this is what I signed up for wow. this is why I was here even thinking about it now just put the hairs on the back of my neck Stand up, just thinking about it. Just being there behind that goal there with all that sea there, the whole crowd singing. But Can't put a price on that. Can oh you? Jesus! Honestly, it's like shivers now. And I remember the game. We started off like a train. Matt Effort was on flames, and yeah, yeah. I think we raced into a two 0 lead, and they got free kick just before half time. It was unlucky to be fair. I mean, it's they it smashed it past the wall. And I remember I listened to the commentary and all that, and I was going load of stick off Kamara as well. Lionel Richie Brick. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like, and he's going, oh, look how much is left of there. But literally, the, the ball's in the middle of the goal on the 18 yard box. So I've bought, I think it might have been Repka back on the line or Powell back on the line. And I, I've kept saying, right, just, just edge, last minute, get back on. I can't cover that side and this side. I'm going to cover here. If it goes in there, you've got to head it out for me. I'm never going to do it. So we did it, and it's perfect. And, it, and he's gone, smashed it through the wall, and I've got a block on it, comfy. And it's hit a ricochet, it's hit someone in the, like, not even in the wall, who was stood in the way of me, hit the post, and as I'm diving that way, it's hit me on the arse, and I've got fat arse anyways. <laughs> it's ended up in the goal light, so I'm thinking, oh, of all the times, that is not the time. So obviously it says OG Walker, it's fucking devastating. Nothing, <laughs> you do not need that as no. a goalie, it's the worst thing to see, especially yeah. at that. <laughs> so anyway, it was, it was one of them things, moved on, I was experienced enough to move on from it, and then the second goal weren't great, and they got back into it, I think. I think I've gone down to make a block. Someone's got a block. It's gone up in the air. Didn't quite know where it was, but I've gone to get comfortable and I've shouted keepers and Anton's tried to head it as well. And in between us, we've like, had a, it's dropped down there and I think the boy Kuki scored at the time to make it 2-2. Two, two. So I was fucking devastated at that. So again, I've gone from leading up to it, high as anything, mm. like the buzz of that. And then the disappointment of the two goals, which could really cost us, you know, flipping going up. Mm-hmm. It's 2-2 two, because two, at 2-0 we was cruising. So you got two two. So I remember being so down after the game, but I thought, Do you know what, I've like deal with it. We've got a next game to play here. Got slaughtered by Kamara and all them in, in the like the next game as well. But it turned out, and funny enough, I had a chat with one of my uh, old goalie coaches, Mick Kearns, and he rang me just at the right time because I was probably overhyped up. So I mean, because all the criticism and and all that we you know, and such a the magnitude of the game, I was so hyped up. I was too much. Remember Gazza when he did his knee? Yeah. Mm. I was similar to that. Mm. Like. I was pumped and it was it was too much, really. And I remember Mick Kearns, my old goalie coach at Walsall, called and he went, and he really it was a perfect time for him to call. And he just said, "Listen, don't worry about what anyone says. You know, you know, you deserve to be there. You know this. Just go and play your normal game." And with that, it really settled me down again. Oh, brilliant! And we, we end up there, and that was one of the best nights in football I think I've ever had. I mean, we we won two nil. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's, I had to settle down quick because I think one of their lads cut inside in about the first five minutes and smashed one through a few players and I swear it's moved like it's got a deflection <laughs> this is in the first five minutes after I'm getting all the stick and I've, I've got to catch it comfy to my left and it's moved about two yards away about two yards to my right and I've ended up sticking a right arm up and it's hit a forearm and I'm thinking oh please don't go in please don't go in oh, and I'm waiting God, for the crowd's God, reaction and all I heard was ooh Thank you for that. It was the best all I've ever heard. I'll just give it that to the cameras. I moved. It moved. Good save. Good save. Good save. And then the, I the corner come in and I caught it and sat down and for a minute. Collect your thoughts for a minute, son. And that was it. And from that moment, we never looked back. And I mean, we scored 
the goals we scored were incredible in the way we played. I mean, Marlon's, Marlon's yeah. ball to Zamora mm, and Bobby's finish. Mm. I mean, I don't think like, I don't get the credit it deserved. That was flipping, yeah. that was yeah. unbelievable goal. That's yeah. one of the best goals I've ever seen yeah. in such a big game as well. It was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. When you've got your centre forward dropping back in and we had a bit of play, I think I, think I started rolled out somewhere to cut pass. Marlon's got it in there, opened up, See his strike partner and played an unbelievable, like, yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? An unbelievable ball straight over the top. And Bobby's finish was, ah, was yeah. 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 So when that went in, I can remember we had the whole stand up there, the West Ham, and it I was, was there as well. Ah, it was brilliant, <laughs> mate. yeah, loved it. I mean, I always remember in the changing rooms after we've, and it was a nice time. We didn't celebrate too much because we knew we had a job to do, but it was a nice celebration. Great to see it, but we were, we was all pretty focused at that time. We had a good. Heads around, there's like some, some experience in there with the young lads. And we go, listen, it's not over. Enjoy it, but we ain't celebrating this. We'll celebrate with these fans that have come now and each other, but we know in, yeah. in 10 days' time... Keep your feet on the ground. We need we go and win that game. We focus, go and win that game. And that was and that, was that really. I mean, I remember a great memory, and it was just sat down at the end, I had a glass of red wine, because you have to finish with a glass of red <laughs> after a good win. <laughs> I had a red wine with the kit men, Pete and Eddie, who'd been there through it all and that. And you know them old photos you see? Yeah, around yeah. Around the ground, and you know, I had... And it, it, that's one thing I wish I took things like that off more, yeah, you know, with yeah. the camera phones and all that, just because I can, I can remember it in there, which is brilliant, but if I could look back on that picture, it would be, would be yeah, amazing. Yeah, I It was an amazing feeling, especially with, like, they've been there for 30, 40 years, yeah. Eddie's, and mm-hmm. so he's been with, like, some of the absolute real legends, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and done that so, so to be part of it was amazing. So that's just the build-up going to the final. Then you get the final, and I've never seen it. That was incredible, like, just going to the ground, mm-hmm hundreds of thousands lining the streets and it was amazing amazing atmosphere and we was really focused to be fair that day and you know we, we had a, we had actually a steely belief we was going to win it which obviously was great we did it's funny because in the last game at Ipswich I'd actually done me done me groin it'd been playing up for a while all that season really which which why I'd not played as much as I liked as well but I sort of got just got on with it and when I got a sniff towards the end there was no way I was coming out of the team but in the Ipswich game I'd, I'd landed on it awkwardly it really put it out of joint. So I think it was like two weeks or at least 10 days before the final. I never trained up to the final because my groin was that sore and it was, all I was doing was just getting it try, slowly pushed back in and that and, you know, treatment from Johnny Green and that. And I said, listen, whatever happens, I'm playing anyway. My leg will have to drop off, which was a bad thing to say because it fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's but at least I lasted yeah. about eight yeah. to nine minutes, but it would have been nice to last 96. But, <laughs> but it was one of those and I, I remember like, I'd not kicked a ball since the, the semi and, there was no way I was not going to play it, but I remember like even in the warm, I didn't kick a ball, and my first goal kick, like I'm going to smash it, and I swear, it just felt like my leg was just on fire from that, and I'm thinking oh, I'm never going to get through this. I'm going to have to have had injections, painkiller. I'm, I'm just getting forget on with it to worry about it later. And got through the game, and it was it's a bit of a blur again because I've never played in a game where you can't actually hear yourself think. Mm. It was just a constant noise. It was mm. it was like nothing I'd ever played in before. It was I mean, it's a I real moment. Big finals, but. So can you so can looking back at that of the obvious moment when you went to coach? Do you think the injury prior to that was a factor in it? Or? I don't know. I don't think so. You know, it's, it was just one of those that happens. Mm. It was. I mean, it's the highest I've ever been. So that probably didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> when that adrenaline's kicking in, I, I literally. I, I've, it was through my whole career. Was I was never good enough to play in the prem. So everyone said. Mm-hmm. I believed I was, and I wanted to prove it. And did I believe it when I was in playing Division Two? I'm not sure. Division One. I think I could trouble it. Championship, do you know what? I could trouble it. I just need a chance at the Prem. So mm. after 15 years of playing already, it was one of those. Mm. 
oh, it's, there's no goals going in today. I, I, I'm going to Prem, without a doubt. We're winning this game, whatever way we do it. And at the end, I think I can remember going with 15 minutes left to Anton, who was Anton Elliott at the back at the time, mm. who was brilliant, but the kids, it was 18s. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's what a big game for them. Mm. So I'm using my experience, I'm just talking to them the whole game and going, listen, just keep a high line. Anything that comes over the top of you, I'll deal with. Just keep a high line. Don't worry about anything behind you. You do what you've got to do in front and I'll deal with anything behind. And like, I think a couple of balls come in the box and managed to get a punch on it, whatever. And remember that one just came in and I thought, it's about two minutes left. I'm going to take it and I'm going to sit down and I ain't moving for, even if I get a booking, I ain't moving for five minutes and I'm just going to kill the game out. Mm-hmm. And I end up going and I'm thinking, I'm going a long way. But it's one of those, you do it in training. Yeah. 20, 30 times a week, you know, mm-hmm. you take that ball and you land. I've took off, right? Like I said, I was adrenaline and I was high. And I could have probably stayed at home. Mm-hmm. Could have stayed in goals and let them deal with it. It was about 15, 16 yards out. And they probably would have headed it, to be fair, but it's one of those, I'd take no chances. I'm not leaving it to the kids. Mm. I'll take it off their shoulders. I'm going to come for it. And as I come for it, I'm thinking, I'm far here. Fuck it, let's just take it. I thought, I'm going to have to jab it. So in my mind, I'm thinking, jab, catch. I'm thinking, fuck mm. that. Take it, lie down. It's all going through my mind in that split second as the ball's coming, travelling into the box because they just kept lumping it in for the last 10. So I've took it above everyone. And as a landers, I just remember being close to the line and thinking, right, if I just stick it, it's fine. I lie down inside the box. Beautiful. Kill the game. We finished. We're up. And that was it. And as I landed, I've, I don't know what I felt. I still don't understand what I felt. I've never felt pain like it. Mm. And I just remember, like, collapsed. Mm. And thinking, where, where am I? Mm. Sort of thing. And I've, the ball's sort of popped out and I've just grabbed it back in as a reaction. And one of those, and then, like, everyone's then crowded around because I'm outside the box. Only by about a yard or so. But I'm outside and I remember going, what, what just happened? And actually, it's one of those, everyone's done the cruise shit know like it's so painful to start with like agonising then it subsides a little mm. so by the time Johnny Green came on the physio he's like nah you, you're done just relax I'm going no John I think I feel alright let me just style it so I don't get booked for coming outside for coming outside the box and mm. let me, I'll save the free kick and we're fucking done mm. and he's like no mate you're done mm. honest trust me lie down relax stretch it I'm like nah John it's fine and in the end obviously you knew his stuff I was well done mm-hmm. um, and then obviously stretch it off and then so to go from all that, I'm stretching off, and I, we when when we scored one, I was getting pelters off the Preston fans anyway. So when we scored, it was too far to get to our fans or to the <laughs> players. I celebrate with the Preston fans, which, which didn't go down too well with them. <laughs> so then about uh, 20 minutes later, I'm getting stretched off in front of them. You imagine the news I'm getting. <laughs> so I was uh, thinking, oh no, this cannot be happening. And half of them probably thought you were trying to time waste exactly, and weren't seriously exactly. injured. Yeah. And I'm off on the stretch, come round. <laughs> and I remember like Bywater at the sideline. <laughs> and he's obviously come on see if I was alright I mean Steve what a great lad do you know what I mean but and then to be fair to their uh, Dave Kelly I knew their assistant manager they all checked around going they knew, you could see it was bad mm-hmm. and then obviously I've, I've gone down the tunnel so I've gone from 90,000 people noise can't hear myself think to the, uh, this tiny medical room mm-hmm. with no one else in it apart from a little medical thing and me put on the stretcher on this left in there <sighs> with the tiniest you know an old fashioned telly in the top Ugh. corner of a room that can swivel about a bit. One of those. I am going, this can't be real. How, how, how's this happened? I'm out there. I should be out there. Uh-huh. And I'm watching my thing and I'm going, shit, Pfizer's got to save this free kick. And it's like 96 minutes now because mm-hmm. it was like five minutes or whatever that I was down. And then to be fair to Steve, he didn't quite get the credit I think he deserved on that because no. someone's whipped it in. It, all right, mm-hmm. it weren't the best free kick, but it's one of those, you come on in that yeah. game of magnitude that, and he's just bounced before him, which, and especially at the same end as he, 
I mean, he was unlucky the year before. He didn't quite spill it, but, mm. you know, the tactic, yeah. he got a bit of stick for that. Yeah. The same end, and, you know what mm. I mean, and sort of similar thing, and, and he stuck it and rolled out of it. I, I think it's, honestly, because he was that thick, he didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> if, he'd been, if he'd have been brighter than he is, he might have thought, oh, shit. <laughs> magnitude on it, but he was like, ah, it's fucking football. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been anywhere. He could have been on a Sunday league pitch. <laughs> same thing. He was a good goalie, so he stuck it. <laughs> I remember being in the room, and my old man found his way down from the stands, actually. And come to the room. So me and him watched it on the thing, and like, obviously the whistle went, and there's just me and my old man celebrating this medical room. Kind of made it. I'm at the prem. I'm thinking. I look down at my knee, thinking, or am I? I could be me fox. Yeah. So yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. So I've got every yeah, range gosh, of emotion yeah. you ever imagine. I want to be. I'm ecstatic on one hand, mm. and all the build-up's been to get to this, and we've won it, and we've done it, and yeah. I'm lying here in a room. With yeah, it no is. One else. It's a constant up and down, isn't it? Because oh, because well. that must Road have you know the, the 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 weird twist of fate that came your way presented you with a lovely opportunity to be with your dad in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. But then I'd like, not to me. Dad, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah of, <laughs> of course. But like you just said, on the flip side to that, you're thinking, well, this has got us to the prem, and am I going to get an opportunity to play absolutely. there? Absolutely. I, I mean, mean, that that's that's a serious roller coaster of emotions well, for you, isn't it? I sort of I sort of battered it off. Out of my mind at that time, Johnny. To be fair to John Green, he came straight in and celebrated with us a little bit. Went brilliant. I said, "John, get me out there, mate. Seriously, yeah. I'm looking at the lads now on the screen in yeah. this tiny screen, all celebrating, running around and jumping on each other. I'm going, nah, John, get me out there, mate.' He went, "No, nah, you've got to relax, stay in there." I went, "John, I'm going out, whether you say it or not. So if my leg drops off, it drops off." He went, and you could see I, was, I meant it. So that's why you see me on, the, on Ludo's back and stuff. Yeah. I've got mm-hmm. the biggest bandage on you've ever seen. He went. Yeah. And he said, you ain't going out there then until I stabilise it. So he put like another leg on me, basically. Like, <laughs> he must have done about been 40 wraps around here. <laughs> so I managed to go out with John. And then, to be fair, Ludos came. And then Stevie Bywater came as well, fair play to him. And, but it was like the flipping land of the giant. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie Bywater at six foot four. Picking Ludo at six foot six. I'm looking like this. Ain't up. I mean, this is making my leg worse, lads. So, can we get a sauce of water, please? <laughs> Like, Dad, you know, one's only like five foot nine. Dad, come here. <laughs> <laughs> so I you know, I, Lou, let me get on your bank. Yeah, and, that, that, and obviously the pictures from that. It formed an iconic, iconic picture. Oh, it was so, love that picture. And it, yeah. it, in some ways, it was brilliant. Like because, like you say, with, with the pictures it, it formed, they are like iconic. Yeah. And I've still got mm. the ones on on the walls and that. Mm. Yeah, from yeah. it, and you know, just to be, to be out there. I mean, it never really hit me. And I was round at Ludo's and I had the bottle of champers and all that, and was going round. So I didn't really miss it. But then when they went on the podium. I fucking hate being at the back at the best of times anyway, but <laughs> I had to stand at the back because I couldn't jump round. So they're all going off with the fireworks going off and I'm at the back. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think, shit. So, but it was one of I thought, right, put it out of your mind, don't worry about it and just enjoy enjoy what we've done. Because yeah, it was a yeah. gr- the group of players we had and the squad and the staff in the background was, was brilliant and every one of them deserved it. So, and we sort of believed from that Wigan game I spoke about earlier going up to the at the end of the season that we could do it and we'd done it so I said like, I'm just going to enjoy it enjoy it don't think any negative thoughts I remember going back in the changing room after and that was all celebrating I remember looking at Johnny Green and, and Jez the doctor and they're both <laughs> shaking their heads at each other and knowing them look something oh that don't look good yeah. <laughs> give us a shampoo <laughs> give us a call in as well. <laughs> I'll drown them sorrows I remember to be fair we went back and we, went, we had an after party back at the hotel near Stansted and Johnny Green's giving me this big thing about, right, it's a really important time to recover the leg. Just have a drink, obviously, you're not going to, but don't have too many. Put your feet up all night on the table, keep the ice on it, keep it down. 
yeah, 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 yeah. Lasted about half an hour. John looked over and he seen me crutches in the air in the middle of that. Like you're doing oops upside your head. <laughs> like fucking crouchy. Yeah. Biggest limbs ever. <laughs> uh, that was it. So, so, so you went from obviously that final, we got promoted, great first season in the Premier League and then got to an FA Cup final. Um, oh, talk to us about the FA Cup final. What was that? Because you were on the bench for that. Yeah, I don't you? know how long you've got, to be honest. <laughs> it was, um, I mean, that was, I mean, obviously I go in more depth and it was a real tough time for me. All them emotions, you go from that and then I'm sort of like, I've waited all my career to go in the Prem. Mm. I wanted to do it with this group of players I wanted to do it with West Ham because it was like family to me now yeah. I'd had the best year of my life there it was incredible and so to to be taken away and like come back I'm, I had no pre-season I had no summer really because it was rehab I had the operation as the lads are going back to training and I'm back in the ground and I'm watching the lads doing the pre-season last preps for the games and all that so I'm sat in the flipping gym not being able to do anything so it was it was a real tough time to be fair real tough I had some dark times around around them but at the end of it I'm, I've got I managed it was like I came to a crossroads basically we're like, long story short I was one of them right what do I want to do I'm, I'm either coming back now or that's me done and, and literally anything could happen I don't know I dread to think where I ended up to be honest the state I was in at the time but I got my head right with thanks to a few good people around me and that and said right fuck this let's have a focus I want to get in the Prem you can still do it I spoke to Johnny Green to be fair he was a massive help and Jez the Doc was a big help and they said look you still do it you're in a bad shape but your knee's still intact surprisingly so you have a good run at it now there's no reason why you can't still come back so it was one of them and I cracked on five o'clock in the morning I was in the gym with John Green to be fair he'd left West Ham at the time but I went to see him because it was probably the one I trusted most with the injury mm. um, I used to go and see him in the morning then I'd go in the club and have a bit of brekkie do a bit what the physios want me to do there and i go back to John in the afternoon and I'd work I worked my socks off I changed it around totally like it was there was no bad living it was everything was, was clean living and end up getting back and funny enough it got to sort of end of January and Roy I think Roy, Roy was there at the time Roy had been bought in had done brilliant Roy had got injured so he was left with Big Shaka and Stevie Bywater so I'm thinking well, I'm, I'm back in Feb the, the club have wrote me off and the physios have wrote me off for the season mm-hmm. possibly forever to be honest because I was in Every time they seen me, I was fucking pissed. Or do you know what I mean? I was out of shape. It was it was a it was a, it was a bad time. I was, and so when I got my focus, I did it more away from the ground than anything. You could see I was getting back into shape. But got to Jan and I'm talking with Paws and he's going, I'm gonna have to get another goalie in. I said, Why are you getting a goalie in? I said, I'm fit for I'm fit for you in Feb. I promise you. He went, Why? How are you fit for me? Feb the physios are telling me like that's it for the season. If you come back at all, best case pre-season. Listen, don't worry. We'll carry on this season, come back pre-season, we'll have a go then. I went, no, 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 no. Trust me, I'm telling you now, whenever I ever let you down, all them times you needed me and I was there for you and we, we've done that together last season, come on, listen, please listen to me on this. And fair play to Paz, and I said I owed him a lot. This was another thing and he went, he went with me. I don't know how. And did, and did you truly believe that at the time? At the time, I truly believed it, yeah. Mm. If you'd asked me three months before, there was no chance. Mm. I think I'd ever play again, if I'm being honest. But at that time, I'd, I'd got my focus on it. I'd had two solid months. I could see rewards and I knew where my mindset was. And now I was just focused on playing in the Premier with West Ham. And, and it was one of those... And, and fair play to pause because he could have gone and got someone in quite easily. Mm, mm. And I said, pretty honestly, and, and he didn't. Unfortunately, that was it. I came back. I set my goals. That day. I've never been a goal setter before, but something I learned, 
I went on that building, which was which was great. And I actually, I actually came back stronger to start with. On the dates, I said, I'll play that. Res I'll train for you that date. I'll play in the resis for you that game. I'll play them two resi games, and I'll be back for you. And I was true to my word on on all of them. Um, so so it was great. So I hope I was a, a lot from that. To be fair, and and like just to come back and make make my prem debut was. It was incredible. Who was that against? It was against Portsmouth. Oh, right. It was against Portsmouth. We lost 4 2. Right, yeah. So it was, I mean, I could talk all night about <laughs> yeah. it, to be honest, <laughs> about this time. But come back, and everyone knew what a hard struggle it had been, obviously. Mm. I'm, I'm close to all the lads, and I kept most of it away from them, to be fair. But it was, they could see it was a hard slog. And now mm. I come back, and it was one of those where, um, so as, as, I'm, as I'm sort of coming back, getting nearer and nearer. They were all getting the encouragement and all that. And I came back and I was in such good shape. Before the game, Portsmouth were like, Paul's named the team, I've got the nod, and everyone, like, give us, Paul's gone a great speech about how well you've done to get back and we know what it's took you and all that, and so we're all proud of you, bro. And I got a little round of applause, and I'm trying to back it off, I'm fucking getting all emotional, like, but I'm trying to back going, yeah, yeah, this is fucking keep the fucking applause till I have to win the game, yeah? Uh, fucking none of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but like so and then to be fair we went out and we, we was 3-0 down half time <laughs> fucking walked back in the gloves went you conch got it conch should let like someone cross it for a couple of goals fucking take the piss out of it fucking went mental for about five minutes went, all right Jim welcome back <laughs> anyway, to me it's right though and then, he, and then he went on I was like fucking seething I was <laughs> waiting all that time and I threw it all down <laughs> devastated so we went out second half and I think we lost 4-2 in it but we won the second half which we'd set out to do it was hard to win the game from that but mm -hmm. and it was a decent second half and I felt at home at that level early mm -hmm. I mean he was most importantly fine yeah. to be honest and so that was that was the biggest thing and so to make the Prem David was amazing but I think it was a couple of days later we had Man City in the cup court finals mm. I'm sure it was then uh, if my memory serves me right I'm sure it is well, we had we definitely had Man City yeah, in court yeah. Ashton scored too but it, there was a mm. time and I think it was that one it might have been a game later I'm not quite sure but uh, it was it was would have been me, meant me playing because it was weird because then as he got more to the final, Shaka was playing the cup game yeah. and I was playing the league game sort of thing. It was mixing a bit, but if there was a cup game was coming up like the quarterfinals, I'd play the league game before it to give Shaka that bit extra to recover for, for mm. the thing. But Shaka was half injured at the time. He had something, I can't remember what it was, but he weren't quite fit. So they gave him a bit of time. I played in a couple of the games and ended up, it was like I played on the Saturday and the cup game was on a Monday night, if I remember right. I don't know. We'll have to check that, but mm. it's something along them lines. And mm. didn't think Shaka was going to recover, but and everyone's going, well, Jimmy's knees no way near. He can't play two games in three days. I'm going, fucking watch. Mm -hmm. I, I will be able to, like, not a problem. So I'm all fit, ready to play in the quarterfinals. And, like, Shaq is like... And in the end, Paz had a decision. Shaq went, look, I'm, I'm all right. I'll get through it. So I think he went for an 80% fit Shaka rather than a probably similar fit me, 80, 70, 80% fit me, So which was, which was fair enough. And to be fair, I was devastated at the time, though, because I remember we trained on the before the game which he used to do back in the day just the lads who were playing and just have a little walk and a little jog and a stretch and the rest of the lads who were not playing or on the bench did a little bit some shooting and that and I was on flames mm. I remember being the best I've ever felt like and just I was just seeing the ball so well and I'm thinking fuck why am I not playing tonight mm. and in the, in the end I mean it was a fantastic game of football and Shaka did great and we've obviously Dean Ashton who was a 
mm. one of the best players I've ever played with. Mm. Yeah. Amazing centre forward. Tragic what story, that. Oh, isn't it? Jesus. Would have been England's finest for years. Mm. And it, it, obviously, he won us the game with a brace, and, and it was brilliant. And even celebrating with the fans there was, was amazing. Mm. What a feeling. Like, he won the quarter finals. It was, mm. it was incredible. And I'm celebrating with the fans. But even the little then was a little, oh, what if? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd yeah. love to have played that game I know I'd have done as well as Shaka you know, yeah. we'd have won yeah. the game anyway so mm. it was one of them but anyway it, it was a great time leading up to it and I remember the final was coming up and we, we knew we sort of knew we had Liverpool in the final so it was been the last couple of games and we had we had we had them at home we had them up to Park Liverpool up to Park right, yeah. and Pard says it was my he was going to play as like I said brilliant <laughs> look it's all coming back to me now by the way so I said, brilliant, fantastic, yeah. And so you always met up on a day, if it was a night game, and have a pre-match and sleep in a hotel and travel to the game together so you didn't mess about with traffic and all that. So we slept, and Paz's wisdom that day, he stuck us on a flipping boat in Canary Wharf. You know what? <laughs> all right, it's a still boat. It's a big thing. It ain't moving. But it felt like it to me. I ain't great on boats. And I'm, I'm having pre-match going, fucking hell. I, I, went, I went, Paz, I can't sleep in here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, honestly, if I wake up in here, I'll be like, I'm fucking, I'm on the boat still. I'll have sea legs. But to not, so he's gone, don't be fucking ridiculous. He's not moving. I went, honestly, I, it's, in, it's in my head now. So I was that close to going home. I said, look, I'm not being bad. I'll come back for, for the last pre-match at four. Let me go home and have a sleep and I'll come and meet us again at four. And he was like, not, he weren't happy with it. Well, he didn't want me to do it, basically. And that was, that adamant. And, and in the end, because he was taking a hunt with it, I thought, and so I didn't go in the end. And I swear to God, I played the game that night. Did all right, but I'm like, I'm in the warmth. And you know when you're sort of a little bit off sync? Really? I'm still fucking moving here. <laughs> yeah. If I stood still, it felt like I was going, I'm just going to keep running around. <laughs> but it was weird. And I ended up playing all right in the game. And it was, it was, it was a good game. I'm not putting it down to that, but it was in my head. And it, yeah, psychologically, that, And it was yeah. a tiny bit. And I think it was Cissé cut inside on the edge of the box. And you see it so many times as a goalie and they'll, Chop that way because they've come inside and the goalie goes over that way and he hits it back along the near stick sort of thing. Everyone loves a fucking near post. Yeah. Shout, fucking near post. I hate that shout. But it was my nearer post. <laughs> but I took the step that side because he'd gone that way and he smashed it back across me. And I've ended up going down. I've got a hand to it. I'm thinking it's one of those moments where you think, go on, get out, get out. And it's got the fingers on it and it's, it's gone off, the, off my fingers, post and in. So it's one of them, you'll always, you'll always get blamed as a goalie for near post. And, it, and I should have saved it, really. It would have been a really good save. It wouldn't have got the credit it deserved, but it would have been a really good save. Hit the post and gone in anyway. I think Cissé scored a second in the second half. I can't remember the score. I think we might have lost 2-1 or it might have been 2-2. Really good game. Really enjoyed the game. It was brilliant. Cissé got through one-on-one in the second half and I've gone to smother it and he's put one underneath my legs or something, but couldn't be blamed for it really, but... One of those could it hit you? It could have done another day, it could have hit you. Mm. So, like the tiny margins, I'm fucking putting it down to being on the boat. <laughs> I'm save that, I'm fucking save that. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> but the finals in a bit, so like we had the last game of the season, and that was Spurs, one of that's another story. But mm. um, and then we got Shaka played in that one. I thought I was going to play in that actually, to be fair, and rest Shaka for the final. But when Shaka played in it, I thought, you know I'm going to get the nod for the final here. Yeah, you think you're going to shout. Oh, yeah. I'm in Pods' yeah. ear every single day. Every save I make in training, I'm going, Pods. <laughs> so you say, I'll tip it, I promise you. <laughs> and like, and it, was, it was literally a year to the day of the, when I'd done my knee yeah. that we was going back to the same ground. Wow. For as big a game. Mm. You know, it probably weren't as big a game, but it was a cup final. It was a mm. massive game. Yeah. 
But, you know, to be that close to that and everyone wrote me off and all emotion. Mm-hmm. I'm in pause here every day going, Gaffer, it's fate. You, yeah, you, know, you it's think it's written yeah. in the stars. It's written. Right, yeah. I was yeah. telling him. Yeah. I actually believed it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I go, it's written in the stars. It's, it's fate, Gaffer. You cannot not play me. The fucking the football gods will hate you. Mm. You have to play me. Yeah. And I, oh, I felt bad for Shaka because he played every round, but I didn't really care that much. <laughs> I wanted to play in the cup final. I was desperate after all I've been through. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. obviously the closest to me knew how lowest I was. To actually play in the cup final at the end of that season would have been fucking uh, like a turnaround you'd never believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it got to got to it got to it, and it, it pause was genuinely 50-50. And he got to the Thursday before the game. I think it was the Thursday. It was Saturday cup final, wasn't it? Um, and he pulled us in the office and we was travelling down the, after that. He pulled us in his office, I'm going, you know, it makes sense, Paz. <laughs> you know, it makes sense. <laughs> come on. Come on, tell my one here. He's going, Jim, I've had such a think about it. He says, I, I can't do it to Shaka. He's played every round. He's been great. I've, there's something really wants me to play you yeah, and you've been great since you've come back. But I've got to stick with Shaka. If I dropped him and something happened, I, I said, it won't happen. Trust me, I, I'm in. <laughs> and I went on him for about another two still fighting. <laughs> still fighting. He's going, look, my mind's made up. I'm going to go with Shaka and like... With that, I thought, okay, fair enough. I was, don't get me wrong. It was a kick in the bollocks. Oh, I was devastated. Devastated. But do you know what? It was one of those, uh, Shaka was brilliant. Loved Shaka as well. I loved all the lads. Loved, uh, I like Paz. I didn't like him in that split second mind. <laughs> but I mean, do you know what? It's your decision. You know, I've tried my hardest. I could not have, I could not have give any more to get in the team. Mm-hmm. So I'm quite happy with that. Listen, I'll give everything I've got to help the lads get the win. And that was it. We went down there and, oh my God. So close. Mm. Controversial was, question here. Would you have saved Gerard's... Th- um, it's not even controversial. One, <laughs> one million percent. <laughs> I, I told you, all, anyone that asked, that was my game low down. <laughs> if it had been the top corner, I might have struggled. <laughs> From 40 yards low down, I, I'm, I think I'm catching it. I'm not even giving the corner away. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, you have always said that, haven't you? You're not joking. You would have fancied no. yourself for uh, that. A million percent. Yeah. Mm. That, was, I joked, that was my game. Yeah, yeah. Shot stopping. Especially mm. from that distance. I was not getting but mm-hmm. you just who knows mm-hmm. who knows it's one of those mm-hmm. you just don't know if Lionel Scloney had to, had to let him run out of play mm-hmm. and not instead of kicking it back to him and yeah. if Gerard had just pulled his calf instead of just having a bit of cramp and mm-hmm. getting up like Lazarus mm-hmm. you know if a ref of blues whistled yeah. 10 seconds earlier mm-hmm. so there's a lot of ifs and buts Martin but Harewood with that injury when the Martin ball fell to yeah. cramped up yeah, and just couldn't it, get there and all get, oh yeah. my mm-hmm. god it was so it was one of them yeah. I remember on the bench I swear to god it's 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 like a bit like coaching now. It's agonising on the bench, but mm. being on the bench as a sub is fifty times worse than mm. playing. It's like yeah. coaching. You can't control what's out there. Yeah. Like, That's right. Oh, it was agonising to watch <laughs> it. So basically, you're a fan with yeah. a very big interest in what's going on. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, and it was ah, oh, it was agonising. I remember me and Matty Effron sat together, and I think Teddy was there, or a few of me all sat there going, "This is massive. Oh, come on!" And we're all like, oh, "Come on." Gerald's down, Gerald's down, and then Scaloni, bless it, I, I, he's got a lot of stick for it, but it's one of them decisions, isn't it, you make in football. And Did he get a stick from you guys? Oh, slaughtered him. Did you? Ah, <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he cry on the plane he journey did, home? He did, to be I fair. mean, he was, de- oh, he was devastating himself. Oh, I made wasn't him. He? I made him cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, lad, the lads made him cry. <laughs> nah, it was what I did feel for him. Like it's, you, you make decisions in football. That's what you live or die by. That's why you That's why it's such a brilliant mm. game. Mm. That's why everyone loves it. Yeah, because you have a hero zero, and that time yeah. you know he, he maybe could have let it run out, but or cleared it out of the ground or whatever. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, it's one of those. But sometimes it's fate and it's meant to be. And like I say, I still think I, I would have saved it, but. 
who knows? Mm. I mean, Shaka, listen, Shaka was a top, top goalie, so mm. I ain't taking nothing away mm, from that. Yeah. And he'd been great for the rest of the game. But mm. it's one of those, that, that was sort of my game. Mm. <laughs> oh, and, and then it went into penalties, obviously, as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, You're yeah. watching that now. Yeah, yeah, I know, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, thinking, yeah, that, fuck, you know. But that's, that's what I'm saying. It's, you think mm. it's written in the stars. This is, it could have been the same. It could have gone to penalties. I could have played in the penalties and saved. Who knows? You don't mm. know. And mm. it is one of them. And you never, it's flipping horrible. It's horrible in your head. Yeah. To think what I if, kind of want to go back in time. And oh, pick you now. <laughs> how many times, times I wanted to go or thought I've gone back in time? I think I've dreamt it many a time as well. Like, just tipping it out there like that. And then just clipping the cup. And uh, Minan, to be fair play, Minan, rest in peace, bless her. She, uh, she never forgave me after that, I don't think, because <laughs> we was dejected after we lost and like ran on the pitch, obviously. Anton missed the penalty and mm. such and such and Marlon missed the chance. So going around consoling the lads, they're brilliant lads, great friends, still great friends now. And we had such a camaraderie. So I'm running the pitch not thinking anything else, just consoling them really. You know, listen, keep your head up, keep your chest up. You know what I mean? You've, it's been unbelievable. Best mm. final ever. We're devastated, but like, hold your head high. Come on, let's go. So we're picking them up. I never thought anything more. So by the time we've gone to get the... Losers medal. I hate. Yeah, I called it a runners-up medal until I went with my mate to the pub the next day and he called. Oh, let me see your losers medal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh. Well, that's going on. That's and that medal. sticks in your head. That's ever going since. in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> Straight on eBay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but I didn't realise, and obviously it was Prince William, was it, who did the awards, and I've left my gloves on. <laughs> oh, I mean, Nan was mortified. You should be beheaded. You should be sent to the tower. I you can't shake Royalty's hand with your gloves on. <laughs> you could have taken Scaloni with you. Yeah, Well, you eventually left West Ham. And um, no doubt found yourself in a doctor's office getting multiple tetanus jabs because you was on your way to North London. Um, Sorry. What the fuck was you thinking then <laughs> yeah, exactly. for a start? Uh, get yeah. out. <laughs> it's been <Right>. nice. <laughs> so it's been nice knowing yeah, you, fellas. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Look for the future. That's right. <laughs> um, but, but on a serious it, note, it was... what was it like leaving West Ham? And equally, how did it come about joining them? And, and how did you find that? It was sort of, at the time, like I touched on before, my time had come at West Ham and I'd not troubled it without going into all the details now. Like, it's, you know, it'd be documented how it does it in, in the book, obviously, and all that. But Yeah, looking forward it, to that. Yeah, it's been, mm. But it's one of those, it's been therapy doing it as it goes. Yeah, <laughs> but, I can yeah. imagine. But, like, it's, it's one of those, I mean, I had, obviously, we won't, we... Got promoters, Dimini, mm. FA Cup final, like to talk about the great mm. escape, yeah. which was flipping incredible. Yeah, yeah. So, them three years, Amazing. I don't know how that gets better in football, no. if I'm being honest. Yeah. No. You've got every mix of emotion going, you've got mm. everything. At a club, to be fair, I fell in love with very early, from probably the first moment I stood on the centre circle and looked round and went, mm. I could play here. Yeah. And then obviously, we spoke about the Chelsea game and then the playoff final, semis, and ah, it was incredible. So, three years was was sensational the fourth year petered out a little bit I was always involved but with my knee and not playing <clears throat> you don't live quite as well as you would if you're playing every week you look mm. after yourself more the state my knee, I mean my knee's been great to be fair but it needed to be looked after like I was doing it on my comeback mm. like solid live like an absolute monk and mm. second third choice throughout that season so it was sort of one of those didn't quite do that and <clears throat> that petered out a little bit which was a shame for me really and I could have left after that but I think I signed another and then it really mm. so I was still involved in the fourth year so it's, it's tough but nothing really happened 
Yeah. And it was just a nice season, really. Mm. After three mm. years, it was mm. it's a bit boring. Yeah. Mm. But how do you get better than them? Yeah, that's season? it. Yeah, yeah. It was incredible. 100%. And then I had another year left, and it just peaked out. I ended up going on loan. Paul Lambert, like I spoke about earlier, who's Ipswich manager now, was, uh, he, he wanted to take me on loan at Wickham. Um, and I didn't fancy it, because I was still around the squad at the time. But then by the time Zola was coming in, Curbs was leaving, um, I was nowhere near the I was nowhere near the team. So it was like he went to Colchester then up the road and he asked me to go on loan again and I said, you know, I'll I'll come play some football and mm. I did, right? I enjoyed my three months playing, really enjoyed playing to be honest. And it was one of those he put me a little bit back in the shop window as well. I knew I was gonna leave West Ham and that summer. It's not been said, but mm. I spoke to Zola a few times and I was I mean, I was ripping Colchester. I was it, we, twenty games or something, we had about seven we won the majority, which was not down to me, we had a decent side to be fair, but uh a few clean sheets and that and I think there's like Tony Carr I remember coming to watch a couple of game and uh, Roger Cross came and a couple of lads who's like obviously going, I don't think they're looking at me but they're looking at the game in general and they're feeding back out what I was doing and I was not really getting to get a sniff and every time I spoke to Zola there was no really any pathway to come back so mm. I knew I was leaving so I was just playing as well as I could there to try and get a decent club next and I ended up at that time talking to Nigel Clough at Derby funny enough from mm. who was interested yeah. in history repeating before, itself but I mean, that's a long story, but I will do a, the short version of, of this. But end up, I, I, Lambert wanted me to sign at Colchester, offered me a great deal, three-year deal. Turned up, went, Cluffy rang on the phone, I went to meet him, shook hands on a two-year deal with him, back to Mansfield sort of thing, which probably would have done me a favour football-wise getting me out of Essex because it was flipping brilliant. <laughs> 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 Something signs for the wrong reasons. <laughs> From number one to 195. Oh, I love that place. <laughs> love that place. Their faces destroyed me. Yeah. <laughs> faces is where James Coyne's and Matty Everton met their uh, future it wives. Was, yeah. so I, it was, I, uh, I think I might have introduced them. Oh, <laughs> <you>? oh, okay. <laughs> I wonder what you was going to say then. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just introduced. Uh, never forgive me. <laughs> nah, we, we had we had some good lads there. Yeah. They did as it goes, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, it was brilliant. But then I shook out. I went. I went to see a game at Derby and took my old man because my, my old man used to play. Uh, he was pro for a couple of years and then he peaked out to non-league. But he was a really good player apparently. And he'd been at Derby as a professional, so he loved it. So I took him in to meet Cloughy and obviously Nigel's dad Brian was one of his heroes and my granddad rest in peace. He was, you know. Loved, loved uh, Brian Glove and all that. So to go back there and took me old man and I remember chatting for, this was before the game, they had three games left and it was sort of down the bottom a little bit and they needed to win it to stay up really. And he said, look, if we stay up, I can do this for you, I can do this for you. If we go down, I still take it, but obviously money. And I said, all right, well, give me a decision. Listen, best go and win today and then we'll shake on it. And so after the game, went back to see him. They won the game, everyone's buzzing, shook hands. Roy Carroll was there at the time. Um, Roy Carroll, Stevie Bywater, Stevie Bywater. They had a couple of others as well. I said, look, I said, I don't want to go if it means because Roy was on his way out, but they was trying to get rid, but he was on too much dough really, mm. and they had another lad as well. I can't remember who he was. They wanted to keep Stevie and me really, basically, mm. to compete for the first team, which I was happy to do again. Mm. <laughs> it worked well last time, anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. so we we done that, and I agreed it, and I said, look, just as long as it don't involve me coming in and you've got to get one of them out before I can come in because then it looks bad and I've good mates with Roy anyway mm. but right uncomfortable he went no my words me bond Jim I promise you this deal we're shaking on is as good as signing anything I didn't have an agent at the time I didn't want one mm. so I don't really like him to be honest so it was one of those shook hands on it 
I probably should have had an agent. <laughs> He'd have made me sign there and then I took his cut. But at least I got mine. But anyway, I left the office thinking, I'm going away the summer, going back to Derby. For whatever reason, I couldn't go all the night through the summer. I didn't really try, but I was waiting. Got towards pre-season, I'm, so I'm trying to call him, no, no reply. So it got to like, July, I'm chasing him. I'm going, what's going on here? So I ended up like, I just texted him. I said, look, nice, I don't know what's happening, but like, I'm going to come down to training grounds because this ain't right. What, what's going on? I mentioned sign. I'm starting pre-season there. And he rang me back then because he knew I was going down the training ground. I said, look, Jim, sorry, apologies, but the chairman's turned around and says, we've got to get no two out before you go in. I went, what did, what did, I, what did I say? Mm. What was my exact words to you in that office? Mm. That was the only thing I said to you. But talking about next season and all that, that was one thing I said to you. Because I could have took Colchester on a three-year deal with Lambert, which was brilliant. And that would have got me into goalie coaching as well, mm. that, that three-year deal. Yeah. There was a couple of us sniffing about as well. It was it was a, it was a good time to choose, and I'd gone for Derby, and it, it proper stitched me on that, which I was really disappointed about. His word is his bond. I think his old man would have turned in his grave if he'd have seen him do a deal like that. It was a tough one, and I've seen Nigel a couple of times since, and we've never really spoke about it. It was a real tough one to take. And I don't think that's dog shit, though. That's a dog was, move on his really part. Poor it? On that. But I think from his point of view, he had the chairman on his case. He weren't securing his job there. He didn't really ever say so on it. Yeah, but it's taken you endless amounts of uh, absolutely, chasing absolutely. and saying, "I'm going to come down said, there." Where's the honesty? Come to me and said, "Listen." Yeah. I made a mistake. That's naughty, that. Been a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm chasing him and chasing him. I'm like, you're right. Nah. That conversation. I went to be old man, did, did you hear that convo? I've not got it wrong, have I? Mm. And he's going, no, that's bang right. So I was screwing at that, really. But <clears throat> I ended up like, so I had the conversation with him. And I had nothing else. Like, Colchester had signed someone. Uh, a couple of others who was on the, the sign. And it's getting to, like, sort of end of July time now. Our season's approaching. I figured, Jesus, I ain't really done any training. So I've... He rang back. Like, I spoke to Nigel again. I can't remember if he rang or I rang. He said, look, why don't you come in and train? And while you're here, hopefully Roy's going to go in that time. And, and once they're gone, I can give you a deal. I said, all right. Listen, I've got nothing else at the minute because I, I took this. Fine. Mm. So anyway, long story short, went in, trained for a, a little bit. Roy had no sign of going, to be fair. But Nigel pulled me in and said, look, I can't honour off you a deal. Roy's not going to play. So I need a goalie. But like, obviously the wages we've shook on can't be done while Roy's here. And he like, was less than, a lot less than Colchester was offering and all that. So I was like, I'm going to have to take it. I've got nothing else. The season is starting. So I remember I was sat in the canteen, actually, and Jake Livermore was, Spurs had, was on loan at Derby. And I sat with Jake, to be fair, just chatting. And I was just telling him about it. And <laughs> it's funny how it works. And I've got the Sky Sports on in the canteen. So you see, like, de- nearly deadline day, isn't it? You see Harry in his usual pose, fucking Bondy driving him. <laughs> Looking Harry with the, with the range window down. Batting all the questions off, going, nah, nah, I'm not taking no one else. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> so he's like, I'm listening on the sky and he went, and I'd spoke to Harry in the summer. He was one of the options. Like, he wanted like a third, fourth choice bit of experience. And I fancied going to play, to be fair, still. So I'd sort of batted it off like I was going to play and never really thought too much more about it. And... Uh, <laughs> So it's one of those, and I see him on the sky saying, and, and his words were, he said, nah, I'm not doing anything. I'm done now. I can't do his accent. I was going to do it. But, do it. <laughs> <laughs> but he's gone, uh, out the window, he's gone, so all I want is probably a bit of experience, maybe right back, a bit of cover, and a bit of experience covering the goalkeeping department. Really? I'm like, ah. as soon as I walked out there, Harry, you all right, mate? How you doing? <laughs> do you know, I've just seen you on Sky there, like, I see that, you, you not took anyone in? He went, no, nah, Jim, I've had no one since, I don't really fancy anyone, but I need a bit of cover, what are you doing? I'm like, ah, 
Mate, I've gone out of Derby. I didn't say bye to no one. I've gone. He went, he went, he went come. And I was still living in Chigwell at the time. I still had my house in Chigwell, a minute from the ground. So I'm like, oh my God, this is a dream. He said, yeah, come in. He said, look, I ain't seen you play for a little while, like, but come down, show, show Tony Parks, the goalkeeper coach at the time, what we can do. And if, it all, if all's well and your injuries are all right, there's a deal there. Oh, I've gone down that M11 like you've never believed. Flown down, straight into the train, went to the train, went down that night, went to the train the next day. I swear to God, you've never seen a man dive around so much. It was like I was 18 again. <laughs> <laughs> it was unreal. That's I'm dying amazing. Anyone more shooting? Yeah, I feel great, yeah. <laughs> that was, I was doing all right to me. I was, I, was, I was forcing myself to do all right. So about three days of that, I two feet after training every day, I'm like, I'm going home and running a bath and everything. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I got through the gates, they sound like, morning all, morning, all, yeah, great, yeah. Oh, I feel fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, that. So it's incredible. And, and in the end, I had three or four days down here and enjoyed it. It was brilliant. Like, I mean, what, what a place, you know. And, and Did you get a call from Cluffy saying, where the fucking hell are you? Nothing. Nothing Never at spoke all, to him yeah. again for about a year. Never, not nothing. And Martin Taylor as well, the goalie coach up there, no mum, never spoke to him. I think they was quite happy, like... Take it or leave it Something had happened, thing. really, yeah. to get me out. So it got them off the hook a little bit. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know, but they never spoke anyway, so just by the by. It's funny how the game works, isn't it? Oh, it's funny. And I end up, end up signing that year, and uh, I tell you what, it's one of those, obviously with the West Ham connections, I'm yeah. thinking, oh, but come on, no one can begrudge me this. <laughs> and I, I never, I swear, I never told no one. <laughs> didn't tell anyone They're only like family knew really in fact I don't think even told family so I've gone back down and I've trained I've kept it all quiet and I was going what are you doing I'm going ah just, just training places <laughs> and, and I signed and it come across the ticker tape at the bottom uh, obviously Jimmy Walker signs oh my god oh, I had about 500 texts <laughs> they ranged from you robbing bastard <laughs> who's your agent Colesburg <laughs> so, and there was a couple of nice ones in there one of the nicest was Teddy who texted uh, who rang and says look so it's a great move for you great club you know don't worry about the switch over and all that just go and do what you're doing you, you do a great job there and it was a, do you know what and it was as much as I don't want to talk about it on here it was, it was a fantastic <laughs> year fantastic I thought the lads would be you know, I didn't really know any of the lads, and I wasn't sure I did be in the change room. But the change room was fantastic, and it was. Did you bring a signed uh, copy of your book in for everyone to break the ice? I did on that one. I left that one. <laughs> I battered that off enough. <laughs> that was really, that was the West Ham one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how I settled nice in at West Ham. <laughs> yeah, if anyone's seen the first copy of the book, picture on the front. Please, it wasn't my decision. <laughs> uh, it was actually. <laughs> well, you've seen it, and I have. Yeah. And for those that haven't, it's worth googling. It's brilliant. If you Absolutely Google, yeah, brilliant. If you Google it, I don't think you can buy it anymore because it's sold out. <laughs> you bought them all. Did you? I bought them all. They're in the attic with the losers' medal. <laughs> but yeah, remember I put them on the when I first went to West Ham, and I heard the lads having whispers going because when Warsaw, when I was at Warsaw, I did the book obviously, and like we played them around Christmas when the sale was on of the book. So we played West Ham because it was the biggest game. It was in the programme that day. And I remember when I signed, it's like Don Hutchinson and a few of us were having, I swear, can you remember something about that? He had a book or something, that terrible front cover. And I could hear the whispers. I thought, ooh, I better quash this. <laughs> so I went to the attic, got about 15 copies out, went to Bobby Z. <laughs> Best wishes for the season, pal. <laughs> Jimmy Ward, Teddy, great. <laughs> hope you have a great season. <laughs> Anything you need, give me a shout. <laughs> In like first thing lads always do football, I think all lads do but footballers especially when you've been out of train you put your phone up there and if you've that ill you've probably got two yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you'll, you'll go in your locker up the top and lads will put your phone in go out of the train come back in first thing you do is go back in and get the, get their uh, phone out 
So I've put it right on top of everyone. I got in early. <laughs> Signed it. Put them on top of everyone's locker. <laughs> I just see him one by one coming. I think it's Bobby Z went in first, actually. Just give that one. That's him in. What the? <laughs> and then one by one, you could see them all going in. No way. What is this? I was ruined. Though, I got sick for about that. three days, but then it was, it was all right. Yeah, if they'd yeah. have done it, they'd have carried it on for months. <laughs> That's brilliant. I love that. That's superb. Um, so you returned to play another game at Upton Park, and that was um, Mark Noble's testimonial. Um, what was that day like? That was, do you know what? That's actually one of my me, one of me favourite days I've ever had in football. Mm. You know, I've been lucky. I've been, I've been involved in some big games and that, and ones we spoke about and ones with Walsall who were... You know, in them years I was there, which was brilliant as well. And so I've been involved in some real big games. That that was one game that was incredible. I don't know what it was. I think it's because everything that happened there, obviously, and mm. and the, and you know, such good time I had there, and the love I had for the place and the fans. I can't have asked any more really to come back. I've been mm. back a few times and watched and. Fans, that, even if I've been out on the pitch and just had a wave, the fans have been brilliant to me. I mean, I didn't play as many games. I'd love, I'd love to have affected it more, but mm. obviously with the knee, I was, I was limited to what I could do. Yeah. But I'd love to have played as many games, you know, 200 games, which I think I could have possibly gone on to do. But for them to take me to the heart like they did was, has always been incredible. It's always been, it's been massive to me. Like, you know, I've always loved every minute going back. So to be out there for the game with lads I've played with, the old lads, some absolute legends you know yeah, what I mean you've got yeah. Decanio mm, playing and mm, I mean I remember Decanio scored against me mm. oh, I had to let it in yeah. <laughs> imagine if I saved it yeah. <laughs> it was going through my mind as well at the, at the time because he's come through and he's gone on a great Maisie and he's half shanked it to be fair <laughs> and I'm thinking I can save this <laughs> and I've started to stick my hand out and the other hand's like the, the good devils took the other hand out and gone no whatever you do do not all that good work and all the goodwill is gone <laughs> yeah, yeah. half let it and they dive the other way <laughs> and Decanio come up after him and he went thanks for that Jimmy <laughs> yeah, did he? Yeah, did he? Yeah, so I was buzzing. But... <laughs> yeah, thanks, that That's made me laugh. Thank you. You know what he's yeah. like? He's like, thank you, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Was yeah. there any kind of script to that game? Because obviously Adrian scored that goal we ran the whole way. you know There was no script. It was okay. Just, it was just let what, it happen. It was just a magic day, wasn't it? Yeah. It was no like, right, we're going to do, do this. this. No, it wasn't decided. decided. Got a score. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't decided. Yeah, both teams actually it? wanted to. You, you never, I don't care. Yeah. I didn't want to go out and be rubbish. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And mm. no one else who's played... If you don't know any footballers, anyone in any walk of life, is, yeah. you know, if you've played sport at any level, especially, you, you, you're competitive. Mm. I play my seven-year-old now, I won't beat him. Mm. <laughs> I, mean, I might give him a couple of points, but I'm beating him. Yeah. <laughs> if I've got a chance. I, I didn't want to go and look stupid. I wanted to go and have a good game. Yeah. Mm. So the fans remember, oh, yeah, well, yeah, we weren't bad keeper him, you know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah. So there's nothing with scripted. You want to yeah. go and do well, and if you could have beat him, I'd love yeah. to. Yeah. I mean, nobody's had a penalty. Yeah. I was desperate to save it. <laughs> desperate. <laughs> desperate all the way. Oh, I'm suddenly on the penalty spot going, you ain't scoring this, I know where you go. <laughs> remember, I practice these with you a lot. <laughs> and he's put it right in the bottom bins. I'm like, oh, <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> I remember Craig Bellamy was like a man possessed in that game. Yeah, yeah, that was it. He, he really he wanted to win, didn't he? Marlon, Marlon was desperate. Yeah, yeah he, was he was the same. He was the same. Oh, man. Oh, well, this, this is what I'm saying. This is what mm. I'm getting onto there with, like, just to be there with the crowd in such a good atmosphere. Mm. Yeah. Everyone sort of knows it's the last season as well at yeah. the ground, which still brings a tear to me, eye. Mm. But to have that and to be able to have that, like, I mean, the Man U game was exceptional. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah And unreal. that was, mate, that can't go any better. But yeah. this was more like a... Celebration, it was. yeah, it was. Man, you was a game. You, yeah. you want to win it. It's a yeah. This is more of a celebration of yeah, the years right. and the legends, and, mm. and to have everyone there and mm. at, at there. Ah, oh, it was. I've never known anything like. And 
when you obviously know Dean Dean's sto- Dean Ashton's story, yeah. I mean, I'm close with Dean. Like I know, yeah. kept in touch over the years, and I've got a I've got a football website that he's done lots with as well, and I've done interviews with him. I actually did an interview with him, one of my first interviews, and got him into Lincoln when I was there, and we had a proper we sat down had a bite, so we were talking about it that night, and then did the interview the next day. I was proper emotional in the interview mm-hmm. doing it with mm-hmm. him because it was like I never really, as a teammate, you don't talk to him in depth about it really. And I don't think he had much, but like to talk to him about it, he, I mean, he was England's, mm. he was going to be England's number nine for the next yeah. t- foreseeable future. Mm. For me, I used to, yeah. I used to wait up between, I'm lucky enough to play with Harry Kane mm. at the same sort of age as Dean yeah. Ashton. Yeah. At that time, Dean Ashton was miles ahead mm. of where Harry was. Mm. And look what Harry's going to do in the game. So, I, 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 I mean, so that is, I mean, I've got some what ifs and, you know, some bittersweet moments, but. How about that? That's yeah. that's to be that, for that to be taken away yeah. from you. Yeah. And he's dealt with it brilliant. To be mm. fair to him, so and, and everyone loved it. And he actually weren't gonna he weren't gonna come and play. Mm. He said this in the interview. Like he said, like, I couldn't make my mind up. I'd been out the night before. I didn't I didn't want to make myself look stupid. I didn't want to be able to move about. I wanted to remember the good memories mm. instead of just being out there for the sake of it as like an old has been. Because he's still only like he was only like thirty two yeah. or something. I don't right. think he was even that. No. Jesus Christ! Do you know what I mean? And so for him. To then go and score that. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah, that was a moment. Oh, that was yeah. a moment. I live with me forever. I've never, I've never celebrated with a teammate ever. I've never <laughs> run down a peak. But for that, I've, I've pegged it. Yeah. I was knackered by the time I got there, mate. Yeah. But yeah. I've said, we've all piled on. Yeah. And you've got Nobs even from, who was obviously in the opposition, West Ham side. And even he's jumped on it. Yeah. It was brilliant. And it yeah. was the crowd reaction when that goal goes in. It's special. Oh, yeah. it's, it's special. A, it's like a whoa. It, it was like special. And do you know what? I remember, I'm glad I made the run. Because mm. I remember, I was, I was breathing out my arse like, but <laughs> I was on the way back, jogging towards the goal. And it was a real, that for me, that was the biggest moment because yeah. I've just seen that, which was special. Mm. And for one of the good mates to do it and after everything he's been... But to run back to the goal where I've had three, four unbelievable seasons, yeah. every emotion going on, to yeah. see the whole crowds in the main stand, you know, the crowd, mm. crowd in the Bobby Moore and the mm. Trevor Brook, yeah. just poignant moments. And I'm just looking around, yeah. and it, it was such a good atmosphere. And the love, mm. like the emotions there, was it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing mm. just running back. And I, I think I was half welling up again then. So yeah. it, it, yeah. it was brilliant. It was yeah. brilliant. What I mean, you're talking about special uh, with with that day for Nobs' testimonial. In your mind, what makes West Ham a special club? I think it's everything I spoke about. I came from Walsall, which was a real family club, um, but a small club. You know, we know you had Villa next to them, Blues next to them, Birmingham and that. Some big clubs next to them, West Broms. So Walsall was always going to be a small club, but such a family club, you know. Mm. You used to take the family every week and it was like a generations have gone, you know. You're never going to get many new fans coming, but it was like a way of life mm. sort of thing. So for me then to go to West Ham, where I didn't quite know what to expect, it was, it was the same with Walsall. It was brilliant. It was such a family club, just on a whole massive scale. Mm. So I didn't think I'd have another time like Walsall again from that, from the, the love I got from the fans and you know, the, the feelings I had with them. And to actually have it at West Ham in front of you know, all of their fans mm. was, was, was incredible for me. And I think that sums it up. It was just... Uh, it was a way of life, really, I think, for, mm. for all the fans. And don't get me wrong, if you had a bad time or you, your team was having a bad time, they'd let you know. Yeah. When you was doing well or you was trying... Your, do you know what? It's not even if you were doing well. If you was giving everything you had, mm. it's a bit like the Walsall fans, like I said, mm. but you're seven or 8,000 mm. instead of 40,000 or 50,000, whatever you're going to get. Mm. 
it was the same. If you, they could see you giving everything you've got, they would be with you 100%. And to be honest, that, that, that's, that felt quite powerful. Mm. Playing in games in that was, was incredible. Watford away for the last game to get in the playoffs. I remember running up the hill at Watford and just a whole, again, sea of claret and blue. I just felt, I felt strong, really. Mm. felt a part of everything. Everything sort of felt a part of together. You know, it was like a, you was one big family. Mm. And families have arguments, of course they do. But mm. that's what makes mm. a family, you know, and you enjoy the good times together. And, yeah. and that's what it was. And, you know, it's difficult. And obviously moving from, from Upton Park was such a big thing. You know, I think got away from that a little bit, but times I've been back, you can, f- you can feel it a little mm. bit coming back again. Yeah, I agree. You can feel it coming back and I hope and I hope we do because, you know, it's a fantastic club and, you know, Walsall West Ham are the first, obviously, I look for. Jim, that's, that's yeah, it. That's brilliant. a wrap. Um, that fantastic. was brilliant. Unbelievable. Very, very enjoyable as always, mate. Great value and uh, really, really appreciate you coming in, mate. Hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, loved it. Loved every minute, fellas. Great. And you got, Always good to catch up with you. Yeah, likewise, mate. Likewise. And you've got to drive back to Lincoln. Now. I'm back to Lincoln tonight. The missus will not be up. I'm going to take a picture of us in a minute so she knows she believes I'm here. <laughs> but she's heard the stories. She just heard the stories about me pushing the car down. Right. Pushing I'm, it gonna, up. I'm going to take a picture. So but honestly, this is just finishing now. <laughs> no trust uh, in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on again soon. Love to. It's always Thanks a pleasure, mate. Never Brilliant. a chore. And uh, to those listening at home, until next week. Come on, you irons. When you love riding a motorcycle, you want to ride it everywhere, even getting a dental checkup. Mr. Carter, wouldn't you prefer the chair? I'm fine on my bike, Doc. Well, let me know if you feel any discomfort. And when you love saving money, you want to save even more. That's why GEICO makes it easy to bundle your motorcycle and car insurance. All done, Mr. Carter. Remember to brush, floss, and lubricate your drive chain regularly. Kickstart your savings with GEICO Motorcycle. Bundle and save on the things you love. Geico presents Daily Affirmations. Repeat after me. Our thoughts are like the ocean. Our thoughts are like the ocean. Our thoughts create our reality. Our thoughts create our reality. We're thinking Geico offers claim service 24-7 with personalized attention from an assigned team. Geico offers claim service? Um, I I wasn't thinking that. We think it and it becomes our reality. So, uh, what about washboard abs? Let's give it a go. Think really hard. Okay, abs, abs, abs. Yep, keep thinking. To manifest more Geico in your life, go to geico.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.